This program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. I'll give you a choice. Either put on these gla gla glasses or start eating that trash can. This is <laughs> this is super exciting. <laughs> um, all right, well here we go. Uh, welcome to the fourth unofficial, but yet first official official episode of Behind the Schemes. Um, today we got uh, myself, um, Adrian. I might I might try and actually. Remoniker myself myself as Booberry Mothman. Booberry um, Mothman. It, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be the the handle across all the social media platforms. Mm -hmm. um, and with us today is a very dear friend of mine from back in the old days, 2010, when shit was maybe it just made more sense because we didn't know as much then. I don't know, but Monty Belafonte, how are you doing today? Excellent, sir. Thanks for having me in. Oh, dude, not <laughs> there's no having you in. You're one half of this show. I know. I'm just playing. <laughs> I don't know why um, I went CNN with it for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is gonna be a great start. I can tell it. We're too big to fail. Too big to fail, man. Exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's uh been a bit of a world informational whirlwind um i was hoping to have more news type stuff to talk about but most of the weekend has been encapsulated by figuring out how in the fuck to get online how to record it make it sound as sexy as possible i think uh, it sounds good i mean i haven't heard the final recording but uh even even the last one we recorded i thought i thought it was fine i got i, I definitely gotta get a better microphone but um are you uh, using good, headphones? Good, yeah, I'm using headphones right now. Can you hear me? Yeah, uh, it, it sounds a little echoey, but uh, same over here too. Um, the, mm -hmm. We got those like um, 
forget what they call it, but it's that old school plaster where they just kind of like plaster the whole wall um, instead of it being paint and cover right. it all with drywall and shit like that. Makes it really echoey, wood floors and all that shit. Right, right. right I guess uh, I'm outside right now, uh, but um, I, I imagine if I get in my room and I don't know, that would probably reduce some noise. <laughs> Is your dad still yelling? <laughs> uh, I'm assuming he's always yelling. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, shit. Uh, how's your week been so far? Uh, I know we've been chatting back and forth quite a bit, so it's a little unfair for <laughs> anybody that's just getting here to the party. Yeah, the week's been going smooth. I'm getting my car fixed. Um, just really focusing on trying to get this podcast going. Uh, we just, I just made three social media accounts. I don't know what I'm going to post on them yet. I'm probably just going to do uh, fill in the what's it about, you know, sections and we'll figure out the artwork later on, I guess. And once we start publishing and editing, uh, I'll start uploading, you know, uh, clips to all those. Hell yeah. Or the, or the whole thing I, I got. I don't even know if uh, through this or through the other ISS feed, but like we could automatically upload to the Facebook page. I, I have no idea. <laughs> Um, you know what, let me, uh, I'm going to go ahead and pull that up because I didn't, and just at some point I had to step away from the screen and go stare at another screen and <laughs> watch Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, it's good. good. It's good. Yeah, um, that show. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah and I absolutely, <laughs> absolutely see what you mean when, like, how, just how much it's influenced the anti-hero. Biggest thing that made me think about was Sans, uh, Sans, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, yep. Uh, That's another one. Yeah, if you didn't have Sopranos, you definitely wouldn't have had Breaking Bad, Dexter. Just uh, pretty much anything where you're rooting for a villain. <laughs> um, Cannibal, all of it. <laughs> well, that's funny you mentioned that. I, um I, I I wasn't able to find that CB radio at Goodwill, but um, I did see the uh, Thomas Harris book Hannibal. It was like ninety nine cents. Nice. Um, did you get I'm it? Excited. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just added to the unending list of shit that I'm still behind on reading. Um, social share, connect to Facebook, Twitter, WordPress, Tumblr, YouTube, Spotify, and LinkedIn. Boom. So. Answers your question about the Facebook and YouTube. Um, yeah, good to go. See, what I wonder is, once you get a computer, if we can have a Discord call going at the same time that Podbean is recording. So probably, man. I, I, imag- I imagine as long as your computer can handle it, you, I'm sure you could. I always wonder that too. Like when people are live broadcasting, are they just on one platform or are they on several at the same time? I imagine it's, not, I imagine it's probably just one at a time, but I'm just wondering why doesn't someone just you know broadcast live if they're doing say video games or whatever it is? Why don't they just do Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube gaming? <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, it might be a bandwidth thing too. Um, uh, yeah, is your, you know, is your internet beefy enough to handle all that streaming? Yeah, that's true. That's a lot of gigs uploaded simultaneously. <laughs> um, but um, if we can, maybe it's, uh, I don't know. I'll have to play around with it. 
that's too many sideways solutions because I was wondering, like, well, maybe maybe if we had Discord video going on a separate computer, um, you know, could you record there? And then that way you won't even have to worry about um, eating up too much of the um, RAM or whatever it ends up being for recording. Right. Uh, right. I don't know. Lots to play around with. <laughs> Just shoot yeah, from the hip the entire way down. Yeah, I'm wondering, man, am I going to have to upgrade my internet, too? I, I get a whole terabyte every month, so I, I should be fine for now. But Right. Um, we'll see. It might be something to consider if, uh, you know, once we get to the point of sending each other files back and forth. Because um, I, can, I can record everything here um, and then, what, use a Dropbox or the equivalent to start sharing stuff back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, which I do have like I, I do have my work Dropbox so I could probably use that for the time being um, I have plenty of storage from what I remember um, but yeah I was gonna, I was gonna uh, also ask does, does Podbeam also have a, a video function as well or is it exclusively audio that's what I was I, I thought I had seen that um, through all the reviews and stuff, but now that I'm in here, I don't see that option anywhere. Um, yeah, I don't either. I just see the phone, and that's it. It would be cool to do video for sure. Um, so I don't know. I hope it's not that plug-in situation where you got to pay fifty dollars because I just that's not something I want to. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's it's already it's already at forty a month, and add another fifty. There's there goes a hundred. Nah, man, um, we could just use use Zoom instead. <laughs> if that's the yeah. case. <laughs> um. So it's definitely something to play around with, uh, as far as does Podbean, OBS, and whatever the video service ends up being. Do they want to play nicely? Right. Um. But yeah, this is. Especially when we started sending in all the pictures of the uh, social media accounts coming out. I was like, yes! <laughs> rad! <laughs> um, I clapped last night. Audibly clapped as soon as that uh, that Podbean website posted. And you got those uh, existential quantifiers up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that on the. I, I played the intro for my dad. Uh, I forgot that uh, Mike actually uh, created. So that that was all Mike's uh, editing. Uh, that all that music and such. No, um, actually, that comes from a the the background track is. Um, oh God, what is he? It's my buddy Pedro from the uh, Disney on Ice days. Uh, I'm blanking on what his channel is called because uh, he's he's based a all out of um it's like a recording studio art studio and charity drive uh out of philadelphia called the karuna collective um the actual track is called shampoo night um Mm -hmm. and i was able to just pull a bunch of clips from youtube uh convert them and all that um uh posted it all together i did i can't remember if we had the conversation i did um tweak the ending a little bit and ramped up the uh that last kind of like chugging um guitar riff 
<laughs> to give it a little more. Um, oh shit! Uh, give it a little more um, tension. But uh, Pedro is listed as Nemo uh, Maitri, and I might have butchered that, but it's N A M O M A I T R I. He's a he's a super good friend of mine. Uh, anytime I'm in the Philly area, I try to swing by, say hi, hang out. Um, he's got a, he's got two or three albums out right now. Um, nice. But shampoo night, I just I was like, oh, this is this is the this is the one. Mm. Um, as far as uh, Mike stuff, uh, that was more stuff I was looking at using for like uh, break or into show songs. And oh, he's got a ton okay. of material out there as well, uh, all gotcha. like all sorts of genres: punk, funk, um, Is little, stuff like, country twang, uh, Spotify, and YouTube. Oh, okay. Uh, but there's different. There's different. Uh, there's different albums on different pro- uh, platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, so Spotify's got two different ones, and YouTube has got um, two different albums, and it's you know different. Collaboration. As far as I know, I, I don't want to speak too far out of turn, but as far as I know, it's just different collaborations he's got with uh, different people under different names. Um, but yeah, he's he's got some really good stuff. I'm I'm excited to get it in here. Um, and once he gets to a point, I think it'd be really right to bring him on. Um, I don't know. If it's uh, like a part-time guest thing or full-time co-host. Um, but I say the more the merrier. Uh, perspective yeah, is always it, a good thing to have with these things. Yeah, communication is key in any relationship. Indubitably. Um, so yeah, uh, some weird stuff that I've seen over the weekend so far. Um, just kind of transitioning to newsy type stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Have you seen that TikTok has licensed? Prince's music. I did. I was unaware of that. But they must have paid a shitload of money for that license. <laughs> I yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not really sure how to feel about it. All in all, because I'm, I'm, I'm sure Prince's family is happy about that check. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. And or you know they uh, they went. That was not. I don't know how much they paid, but that wasn't cheap. Let's <laughs> see that. Grapejuice.net. Prince songs arrive on TikTok. Um, Can't wait to see all the videos. (laughs) They also, um, so the one I was kind of like, kind of shaking my head at is, uh, I guess they're doing uh, TikTok video tours through his estate, through his house. And um, we had went in 2000 and... It was 18 or 19, pretty recent. Um, but it was one of those situations where you have to take your phone and place it into the magnetic bag and it seals up and you carry mm-hmm. this bag around with your locked ass phone in there. Um, so they were very anti taking pictures inside. Um, and as far as I know, Prince was pretty anti um, camera inside of his house. He, he never did any interviews from what I know um, inside well, of his estate. Yeah. Um, which if you wanted to get in there at some point and they still do yeah, all the fans he has 
it's it's a trip it's really a fucking trip um he died in his house right like in his private elevator or something like that yes um yeah he died in one of the main elevators um i wasn't it wasn't an overdose of some capacity though like it was pain medication i thought i'm gonna look it up right now yeah, he fucking died of fentanyl. That's right. That's how he died. Yeah, him and actually uh, Tom Petty, I think, died of it too. Uh, just accidental fucking overdoses. Is um, fentanyl a pill? I don't believe so, because uh, from my understanding, it gets cut with a lot of um, other sorts of narcotics. Um, and uh, I believe it was it was on the Joe Rogan show. They were talking about the lethality of it, that um, uh, a speck of it smaller than a grain of sand can um, has enough to kill like twice the population in New Hanover County, twice over. Yeah, it's a pill. Uh, it looks like you could also snort it if you want to. But Yeah, and that's uh, where it ends up uh, cut into a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm seeing heroin as uh, one of the pictures. Or crystal meth, even I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's a huge another fucking epidemic going on right now. I haven't really heard a lot about it. Um, just yeah, a massive yeah. inflow. Um, CNN Health toxicology review tests concluded entertainer died from an accidental overdose of, of the opioid fentanyl. Yeah, um, there's definitely an opioid epidemic going on. 25 to 50 times more potent than heroin, 50 mm. to 100 times more potent, mo, mo, po, more potent, <laughs> more potent than morphine. Bam. Um. Yeah, that would that would be something fascinating to figure out is where is it manufactured and who who's sending it in. Um, it's probably prescribed by doctors. Yeah. Drug dealers with suits and ties. Right. <laughs> um, there was, I thought there was a string of fentanyl celebrity deaths. Curious now. Fentanyl celebrity deaths. Um, Prince, Tom Petty, um, Mac Miller? Wow. Oh, really? He, he died from that, too? Yeah. Wow. Uh, September 7th death, and this is uh, people.com, officially ruled an accidental overdose due to the mul- multiple drug toxic- toxicity, including fentanyl, the same opiate that was the cause of death of Tom Petty and Prince in 2016. Heath Ledger died from pills. I remember that. I, he, I think his was uh, sleeping pills, though. And he drank, drank too much or something like that. That's That would be... Okay. <laughs> so I want to come back around to Heath Ledger at some point and talk about all the uh, shady stuff and all the symbolism that was kind of surrounding him uh, when mm-hmm. he passed away. That, that one's kind of a trip. Um I'm just yeah, I'm, I'm a little rusty it. on the, all the details. That one came out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> right. 
and and on the crest of his um, popularity, I guess. Well, yeah, really at the peak of his celebrity, it really did. <laughs> well, that's why. Okay, okay so I'm. I can't point, remember. I mean. <laughs> Had Dark Knight come out by the time of his death? No, he died right before it was going to premiere. He died like a, I, w- I want to say like a month or two before it premiered. Gotcha. Because he was he was already on the next movie, the um, something something Doc, something Parnassus. Doc, Doc, yeah, yeah, Doctor Parnassus. Yeah, and then all those other actors uh, came in and finished it. Yeah, Colin Farrell and um, Johnny Depp. And um, the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Uh, Yeah, that movie's fucking weird. It's got all... I mean, it's cool. I enjoyed it. Um, Directed by... The rapper Lil Lil Pete died of fentanyl. Lil Pete? Uh Uh-huh. He was only 21 years old. Jesus. Um... I'm not sure I'm familiar, but I mean, it says, it's, it's, it says right here, the artist who had recently risen to fame was notable in his uh, promotion of drugs and drug use. His Instagram posts included uh, claims of taking six Xanax pills in the hours before his death alongside other uh, psychotic drugs, including uh, uh, Ficobalin, mushrooms, mm. And he overdosed on his tour tour bus with Tessa's showing traces of cannabis, cocaine, and tramadol. That's a tramadol is a tranquilizer, I believe, right? I'm guessing so. And then hydrocodone, hydromorphine, oxycodone. Yeah, bro, love to do drugs. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) I don't know if it was necessarily the fentanyl. that took him out. Holy shit! It's a cocktail. I think they found traces of blood <laughs> in him at that point. <laughs> a small trace amount of blood was found in the victim. Yeah, man, that's so much. I mean, I, I I get it, and a lot of people like to test their limits. But holy shit! Yeah, uh, the, yeah. I mean, um, I think one of the best examples out there is Stevo. Um, I really enjoy going back and watching him and his full blown. Um, actually, I shouldn't yeah. take that back. I was gonna say his Jackass days. No, it was uh, it was after Jackass, and he was in the uh, those L.A. apartments just filming stuff on his own. He had just done the um, he attempted to start his rap career. Um, I don't think it had to be after Jackass too because he was sober for three. Um, and then what's um, oh man what, what's the other one that's really fucked up bam bam oh my god <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah he's almost unrecognizable sometimes <laughs> yeah I mean alcohol poison you damn um but uh I I, I really enjoy watching current Steve-O going back and talking about those, those yeah I do too I, I really enjoy his YouTube channel yeah, he's he's doing it right. I, uh, and yeah, just I'm actually uh, really happy he cleaned up and I don't know he's kind of like a public speaker, spokesman, or mentor on these kinds of things now. Right. He's got a stand up career. Um, the I think the thing I appreciate the most is the uh, animal rescue side in him. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think that's really rad. Uh, it's he beat the odds. He definitely beat the odds. He has a million reasons why he should be dead, and he's still kicking. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to see uh, Bam get that sort of revelation or treatment. Um, but, I mean, the, and this is just coming from someone that didn't even see Jackass while it was on air. Um, oh, really? You, you never got into it? Oh, well, I, I guess, uh, yeah, you didn't even have, did you have cable growing up? I can't remember if you told me whether or not you did or didn't. Uh, no. Uh, we probably didn't see cable until it had to be like 2009 or 8. I can't, I can't really. Yeah, yeah, Jackass was just doing movies at that point. <laughs> um, um, I kind of lost track of where I was. Um, yeah, uh, everything that I had seen has been through just seeing uh, clips on YouTube's and the movies. And um, <laughs> I, I would I mean, love to see their sketches that couldn't be played on air. I know they've got so many. Yeah, like where it just went too far them. and they couldn't. Yeah, uh, I just wonder. Like they, they should just release a DVD at some point of like all the shit yeah. that they couldn't air. <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you who my favorite one out of the out of the group is is uh, Pontius. He just he seems like a really rad dude. Um, I'd like to meet him at some point. Um, now that we kind of went off into fun tangents, uh, I was going to double back around something here real quick. Uh, I think one of the last scenes that Heath Ledger filmed was the scene where he gets hung in Dr. Parnassus. He's got oh, all sorts of uh, uh, Illuminati or occultic symbols drawn on his face. Mm-hmm. Um, Ledger. Last scene. Um, yeah, what has he got? I'm trying to... I'm trying to find a picture. It's a triangle and a three something else can't quite make it out some omega symbol of some capacity Mm -hmm. Uh, but i definitely want to have a slew of info ready to go for that one because it's it's really cool and especially with all the symbology in dr parnassus um it's really interesting um so yeah and then going back to from before that uh the prince in the TikTok estate. Um, I don't know. It's kind of kind of weirds me out. I, I don't. Granted, this is just one asshole opinion among the many out there. I don't know if Prince would necessarily be on board with something like that. I I feel like his music was on streaming services before he died. So, um, mm-hmm. is it really? all that different I suppose but for someone that fought for so long artists rights and ownership and copyright um, yeah I'd be curious to see intellectual property yeah and he's got a he's got a vault he's got a huge vault with thousands of unreleased recordings Um, because he'd sit there and record at any hour of the day 
uh, based on the tour that we got. Um, and it'll never so see yeah. the light of day. Maybe. Yeah, I, it's hard to say. I guess, I guess it really just depends on uh, who ends up in control of the estate. To me, those things always come down to uh, does a family need money, and that's pretty much it. That's why, that's why that TikTok deal went down. Because they don't get any ownership of it. They're just licensing it. It's, it's a cash grab. <laughs> um, let's see. And, what was and the... now you're going to get a bunch of Purple Rain TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, that song, especially being here in Minneapolis, that song is fucking everywhere. Everywhere. It should be, though. Um, He's the greatest artist to ever come from there. For sure, and I won't deny that. But, but, Prince has so many good songs. He does so many good songs. Um, just it seems it seems a little beaten in, I guess. And yeah. and I only I only really started to feel that way uh, after that Metallica video came out. Uh, maybe oh shit, maybe I fucked up. Did Metallica try to do Purple Rain, or was it um, Raspberry Ber- Beret? Uh, I just remember when uh, Metallica did like the least rock and roll thing, and when Napster came out, they're like, "Hey, buy your music." <laughs> uh, that was so long ago, though. I just re- I just remember that. It was like, really, Metallica? <laughs> really? Oh wait, are you talking about all the Napster stuff? I remember back when uh, Napster uh, was blowing up and, you know, all of a sudden uh, artists were no longer becoming 100 millionaires just off people purchasing music. And, uh, yeah, like, uh, I just remember Metallica, like, this, uh, obviously this uh, uh, legendary successful metal group comes out and and says, like, it's stealing stuff. And, and this is a band too that would promote kids bringing boom boxes and recording the shows live to right 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 they're supposed to i mean they're a rock group they're supposed to be part of you know the counterculture fuck the man you know what i mean and then until, they turn until you and become that. the man right exactly <laughs> <laughs> live long enough to see the things you become or shit how's it go live long enough to see the things you fight the to live long enough to see the the things you fight become you no fuck what is that <laughs> I, I think you're thinking of Harvey Dent in the Dark Knight you live long enough to see yourself become uh, the villain or something like that you either ah. die young or live long enough to be, see yourself become the villain thank you it was there somewhere <laughs> yeah I know what you meant <laughs> uh, oh and that was uh, so many one liners from that movie alone <laughs> shit <laughs> the first hit from uh, the Metallica covering Prince was Rob and Kirk doodle when doves cry and mm-hmm. I think they tried to they, they were in Minneapolis and tried to play it from their tablets and it was it was a, it was a doodle a noodle doodle not a good noodle doodle <laughs> I saw someone make a really good meme with the Joker uh, in light of like uh, the, all the protesting going on and just saw all the stuff uh, in terms of the Black Lives Movement over the, over the past few years. Like someone did like that famous scene when uh, Joker's in a hospital with Harvey Dent and he's become, you know, Two-Face already. 
And he's yeah. uh, <laughs> like, he's like, if I tell the world that a truck full of soldiers will blow up, nobody panics because it's all part of the plan. <laughs> but if I tell them one single black man will take a knee during the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> well, then everyone loses their mind. <laughs> during the National Anthem, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> but it's so fucking true, though. <laughs> yeah, did I did I tell you I'd seen someone in um, full, full uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker regalia at the George... Floyd Monument over at 38th oh. in Chicago. Full, full yeah. Joaquin Phoenix Joker mask. <laughs> yeah, well, the suit and face paint, yeah. Yeah, full uh, cosplay all in. I, I saw a video of, someone, of a Batman showing up to one of the protests. protests. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say about those things. I, I don't know whether or not to dislike it. I, I honestly just ignore it. I don't even want to like it's, it. I probably yeah, would have inconsequential. Drunk, but yeah, it really is. I'm like, you're not hurting anyone, but you are kind of just drawing attention to yourself. And I don't, I don't know. I, I guess in character, you're supporting the cause, right? But <laughs> it's um, weird. It's fucking weird. That's all it is. Supporting the cause and also slash, you know, yeah, I, I, I do think you you kind of hit it with that, making it about yourself. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I, honestly, I just don't know. I, I don't want to shoot it down, but I, but I also don't want to share it either. <laughs> right. Not necessarily promote it, but... Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, it does. I, I, I kind of lean towards it. It takes away... I I love the archetype of the Joker. I, I think there's... Um, you know, if you kind of stay away from <laughs> the fucked up shit he, that he does, there's there's something there. I mean, dude, there's so many parallels between the end of that movie and what's going on today. You know what I mean? The dude in yeah. the movie, he starts a riot and a protest, a protest and a riot by killing three, you know, shithead, uh, I guess, Bruce Wayne, uh, Wayne Enterprise, like stock traders. Employees, yuppies. Yeah, exactly. And then that's, you know, it's the same thing with George Floyd. <laughs> so I, I, I get the Joker comparison with the whole Batman showing up thing. I'm just like, um, I don't know. I oh, I see what you're saying. I, yeah, but I guess I would say I'm a little on board with the Joker shit because, <laughs> ironically, like I, I I like the Joker because in both in both ways in both films because he's he's just more human. I mean, I, I love Bruce Wayne, I love Batman, but mm-hmm. he's a billionaire. He's unrelatable. <laughs> yeah, I uh, <laughs> so the there's a there's a musical that. Uh, that I've been working on, and it's kind of like a parody of uh, superhero movies and conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Um, but but there's a character in there called the Criticalizer tagline. Let's put the critical back in condition. And mm-hmm. uh, he's a he's a rich brat that wanted to be a superhero, so he paid to have both of his parents killed in front of him. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking uh south park when cartman uh <laughs> like outdoes his opponent by feeding him his dead parents <laughs> oh scott tennerman <laughs> yeah. then he licks the tears of the feet off his face <laughs> everybody's in so, shock yeah because it's so fucking unnecessary and over the top <laughs> Uh, 
uh, Cartman, the, <laughs> the hero we didn't need, but the hero we deserved. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Good God! So wait, so wait. Uh, uh, I just want to jump over to The Sopranos for a second. So, uh, what draws you in about that show? Like, is it is it Tony himself? Do you like the surrounding cast? Like, uh, I don't know. Who's your who's I, your favorite characters, if you have any? I guess. <laughs> I uh, God, I can't remember his name. He's one of the. Um, he's like one of the henchmen. Yeah, henchmen council members. I mean, not really. I don't. I, I feel like uh, Christopher is more of a henchman. The cousin? Yeah, um, Christopher is fucking entertaining as fuck, man. Yeah, and uh, I just got to the portion where um, Uncle Junior sent those dudes and they, they killed his buddy in the tub. Um, yep. But there's the there's the trio of three dudes that work with Tony. I still remember that shit. I think he's like, hey, Sal. Goodbye, Sal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, hi, Jack. Bye, Jack. Yeah, that's that's what what I was like, that's a cool fucking line. Like, <laughs> uh, that show has thousands of one-liners, man. Oh, if you ever want to do something <laughs> fun, go on YouTube and just go to the comment section for any Sopranos video, and it's unlike any other show. It's just it, the fans that comment on their on their videos online are they're their own beasts, and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just always constantly making like all these funny uh, mafia or uh, you know taken out jokes and shit like that. <laughs> it's great though. Um. The. Uh, so he's he's not. Uh, it's not Joey Diaz. So I recognize him. Mm-hmm. It's the other one that's kind of, he's got like darker hair, but the gray wing tips in his hair. Yeah, um, Polly. Polly, yeah, I like Polly a lot. Yeah, Polly's um, such a dick. I love him. <laughs> I, uh, I Everyone like on that how... show is a certain level of selfish, but I find, I'm just so entertained by it. <laughs> the, um, I like how much tension they've built around Tony and just his like, Day to day operational status. Mm-hmm. Everything, everything is just a colossal pain in his ass. Yeah, um, right. And then there's you know some stuff like uh, Jackie. Pa- Excuse me. Spoiler alerts. Jackie passing away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, was that his name, Jackie? In the uh, yeah, yeah, that's Jackie Senior. You'll, you'll uh, small spoiler, but you'll meet Jackie Junior later on too if you haven't seen him yet. Okay. Uh, I think I made it to episode. Five, I want to say. Yeah, um, I can't remember when Jackie Jr. shows up, if it's season one or beginning of season two, but he'll get there. Yeah, you'll meet yeah. his son at some point. But yeah, that sucked when Jackie Sr. died. He's, he was a really decent guy. The uh, the other thing that I thought was hilarious was uh, Tony grabbing that stapler gun. <laughs> Just going after, uh, fuck, what was his name? Uh, was it Sa- Mikey or Sal? Um, I can't remember. I have to go back and watch it. There, there's so many deaths on that show. I, I can't remember half the victims. Well, he he didn't kill him. He just beat him in the face oh, and stapled the suit him. to his chest. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, there's Brutal. so many good tor- torture scenes in that show. So many ass whoopings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in that like graphic depiction of violence, I definitely like. Yeah, I was like, okay, so this this is where Breaking Bad came from, and. Um, but at the same point, I feel like, um, how to describe this? Breaking Bad like was a really 
solid slow burn. Like everything happened at a at a controllable pace for Walter, it felt like, but then yeah, three it was definitely or more four better. It was definitely better thought out too. Right, and you know, there, there's what uh, Sopranos ended in two thousand and seven or eight. Uh, it started in ninety nine and went to two thousand seven. Okay, um, so Breaking Bad had a couple of years on it, but the the I'm trying to figure out how to relate this in Sons of Anarchy, Jack just mm-hmm. kept doing more and more and more and more and more shit, and it just. You know, sometimes it was stuff that you really liked. Sometimes it was stuff that made you think, what a dickhead this guy is. Uh, But he was just constantly ramping it up. While on the other hand, Breaking Bad was a little more mindful of the breaks, but then really throttled it when it came time. Um, So I I get the sense that Sopranos is somewhere in between. Because shit, like with the past five episodes, there was, you know, um, just like this minor turf war about to erupt between Tony and Uncle Junior, and then the big, the first big step is making Uncle Junior president, which or um, leader. Uh, I forget what they describe it as. The main guy head of the, or whatever. Yeah, head, yeah, head, of, head of family head member. Of family. Yep. Always um, about the family. <laughs> so I'm, I'm definitely stoked to see where that goes. Um, yeah, like uh, in one comparison, uh, Breaking Bad definitely, uh, um, what they definitely did better than Sopranos is showing the collateral damage. Ooh, um, yeah. The decisions, like you know what I mean, like uh, everyone, everyone, you you not only saw the people who whatever went to prison or were killed, you saw how it affected their families. <laughs> right. And, and then Walter, you know, for- and Walter giving less and less of a fuck every time. <laughs> Um, did you, uh, have you done anything with Better Call Saul? Yeah, I'm all caught up on it, man. I've seen everything. Uh, Hell yeah. I haven't rewatched it at all, but, um, uh, I probably will at some point. At some point I, I will probably start Better Call Saul from the get go and then go straight into Breaking Bad, uh, whenever they wrap up Better Call Saul. <laughs> nice. And then you got El this Camino to throw there at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was good. I, I really enjoyed that one. Um, yeah, because everyone wondered what the fuck happened to Jesse anyways. So it was nice. Yeah. Um, I think I got the last uh, or most current season of Better Call Saul to, to, to catch up on. So it'll come. Yeah, it'll HBO. be on Netflix. <laughs> soon, yeah, they always yeah, upload them on Netflix. Um loads of stuff to catch up on now <laughs> yeah um, no, you'll enjoy the shit out of Sopranos though man it's a it's a great show um yeah um after that definitely want to do Watchmen and I uh, get Westworld to catch up on as well yeah although that second season was getting a little too um existential for me yeah, I agree. season one's by far the best uh, i just got done with the latest season and it, it still doesn't hold a even hold a fucking candle to the sun of season one <laughs> mm. it's um, not bad it's, it's it's not bad it's just not as good as the first 
kind of like if I, if I were true, to give it a grade, treatment. Yeah, sort of like that. I would give season one a, a solid A, and then the later seasons uh, probably somewhere between B minus B plus. Yeah, it's a drop. It's a little bit of a drop in quality, but that happens all the time. Looking at you, Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. They they ended that shit so bad, dude. I don't even want to. I, I used to recommend that show all the time, but the way they ended it, I don't want to now. They totally killed their re- rewatch value. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, what, what were you saying? Like, it's the most <laughs> unrewatched show of HBO history. Right. It really is. It's like, I've never <laughs> seen. It's just crazy to me that they fucking ended it that way. Just bring writers in. God damn. Just pay some writers to come in who know the lore and who could have finished it up for you guys. Fuck. <laughs> well, you, you didn't. You didn't like seeing Danny turn into psycho fascist, <laughs> right? Or fucking. Uh, in the oh, course of like three episodes. <laughs> or or Jon Snow becoming like a basically a ballless pussy in the, in the last season. <laughs> like he doesn't do Cuck. anything. <laughs> He becomes a yeah. He becomes a fucking mute, a cuck the whole time. It's like the king of the north completely is gone in season eight. It, what the fuck? Yeah, and the uh, man, like, you know what would have been rad? Season eight, or season seven is the long night. Not one episode, not two episodes. Fucking eight, just eight episodes, and then trying to fight back this fucking horde of the undead. Oh, that would have oh, been something dude. to see. Yeah, man, it should have been, that one should have been in at least two or three episodes long. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, um, yeah, and then like, the... Way too quick. Yeah, and, you know, the, the whole, like, Prince that was promised thing was shot. Um, yeah, we get I, fucking I, Bran, Bran as the king. What? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I don't know if you knew this, but George R. R. Martin uh, quit directing episodes... He would always direct at least one episode every every season, and then he stopped after I think season three, because I think he saw it. Coming. Oh, really? Yeah, I think wow. he saw it coming, and then he, and that's why he, I think he purposely didn't finish the books, and he's gonna wait a couple of years to separate it from the show, and then and then publish it. Yeah, makes sense. And I'm, I mean, the show had to get kind of close to how he was wanting to end it, right? Yeah, I mean, or they, do, they definitely... do you think he's gonna? Do you think he's forced into a position where he's going to have to retool the ending? I'm not sure, man. Like at this point, I, it's not going to be as disappointing as the show. That's that's for sure. Like yeah. I, I have no, pro- <laughs> I I, re- I really don't have a problem with the decisions made in the end for the characters. I just have a problem with how they got there because they all of a, all of a sudden they all went stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden, I'm, I'm like, you have. An aud- a worldwide audience and HBO would have given you guys fucking 12, 15 seasons if you needed to wrap the show up in that time frame. But it's like, yeah, like what the hell? It, it just became a, a rush to the end. Yeah, they got bored with it. I think they just got bored of the Darren What's Your Name and Fuckface McGee co-writer. I can't remember I guess the names. So, man. Uh, uh, Benny Off it. Yeah. Benny Off and, uh, I don't know, boy, the boys or something like that. D and That's all I know. Pulling it up right now. Uh, and David Benioff and DB Weiss. Yeah, DB Weiss. Weiss. 
Yeah, it's just it's just it's a real shame because they had all this time, they had HBO and all their money and studio resources at their expense, and that's what they did with it. Really? Yeah. Just hire some fucking writers, man, and you know, like get creative and fill in fill in the best you can. Don't rush it to the end, though. Too late now. Yeah, I'm curious if because uh, they they were talking about doing all the prequel shit. Um, oh yeah, fuck that! Like they were talking about getting on Star Wars after after season eight. No Star Wars fan wanted them on that shit. Fuck that! <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> that's why. That's why they took that deal from Netflix instead. They were gonna do Star Wars, and then Netflix gave them a shitload of money for whatever reason. I'm like Netflix. Did you see the last season? These guys suck. If they have no books to adapt, <laughs> so whatever they do, I just hope they have a shitload of resources and it's finished. And then if they want to adapt it, if as long as they have the books or whatever graphic novel, I'm cool with them adapting it. But when the source books run material. out, yeah, when they run out of source material, hell no. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, David David Benioff uh, was one of the writers for X Men uh, X Men yeah. Origins Wolverine. But I think Oof. weren't they also on Dark Phoenix too? I, uh, I don't see it listed in here. Um, let's see, Twenty Fifth Hour, Troy Stay, When the Nine Rolls Over, Kite Runner, X Men Brothers, Gemini Man, and uh, Lovecraft. Oh yeah, that's TV. what it was. That's what it was. Gemini Man. That's what I was thinking of. That's uh, Will Smith and it's old him Fighting versus young him. The young him, yeah. <laughs> What's up yeah. with Will Smith, man? Jesus. <laughs> what was it? Wait, uh, I haven't seen it. Was it any good? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I was like, I, I don't understand what happened or what phase of his. I feel like he's going through like a midlife crisis, and he's just doing things to stay relevant. But it's like. Just pick a good story and a script, man. Like you're a great fucking actor. Get. <laughs> um, John, Johnny Depp did the same thing, but I, I understand that he just made way too many pirate movies. But he wanted money, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, was he ever invited back to the pirate franchise? I'm sure franchise? if he, I'm sure if he really wanted to, now that his whole uh, divorce scandal is over. I'm sure if he really wanted to, he could go back and make another $50 million a movie or whatever the hell they pay him. Um, and um, um, 100%. It would clear at least half a billion dollars. It, it's worth it <laughs> if he wanted to. The uh, Yeah, I guess Amber Heard had cut off the tip of his, one of his fingers at one point during an argument. Oh, yeah, and she, and she completely lied and tried to blackmail him. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Johnny Depp's the first guy, first celebrity to get officially like me too. Yeah, he's up there. Yeah, he's Um, one of the first ones. He's completely exonerated as far as I'm concerned, at least in the court of uh, public opinion he he is. Yeah. Uh, Good for him though, because holy shit, man, did she try to take him for a ride? Yeah, and who's the other uh, that he's a coast of um, one of the internet talk they're, shows? They're already kicking her out of uh, Aquaman too. Oh really? Oh, that's yeah, they're thinking. They they're thinking about actually recasting her uh, with Khaleesi. 
<laughs> oh shit! Really? Yeah, that would make wow. sense. I, I'd, I'd be cool with that. Shit, get them back together. That'd be awesome. Oh right, Jason Momoa. Yeah. Get the Doth, get the Dragon Queen and Dothraki back together. That'd be awesome. Um, they didn't even have any chemistry in the movie, anyways. Zero. Uh, it's just it's just two hot people talking to each other. There's zero chemistry. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I haven't really paid too much attention to the DC franchise movies. Um, one part's also just superhero fatigue. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, there's a, there's definitely a saturation, oversaturation going on in the world, but that's that's uh, that was inevitable with the sharing wars going on. <laughs> for sure, uh, it'd definitely be interesting to see between like uh, the Marvel stuff on Disney Plus versus the DC online. Yeah. Um, Titans. Hey, do you think uh, the movie theaters are coming back anytime soon, or do you think they're done for like the next two years? Oof. Uh, A lot of people think they're extinct already, but what, what do you think? Um, I was definitely. I don't know. It's weird because you know when they 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 talk about all these movies coming out, and they've got hundred billion dollar releases, so it definitely looks like people are out there going to see a fuck ton of movies all the time because you know right, every right. every major release they break another fucking box office record um so are people seeing as many movies in theaters it kind of sounds like it but at the same point um and every time we go it's not it's not and I, you know i guess we're not seeing the movies during the premieres or when they're super popular during popular times, so I can't really say. But right. you know, the, the audiences aren't really packed. Not from the not from the ways that I remember seeing movies when, you know, ten years ago, twelve years ago. Um, I you know, it, it's it's like a two part thing because are they gonna be able to keep everything sanitized? Can you know they're definitely going to have to cut seats to be mindful of social dis- distancing. Um, yeah, and you've seen a lot of the because you work for live shows yourself. Could you imagine having to clean like every seat if you're doing say two shows in one night? But Dude. movie theaters, you can you can have like fucking five seven movies per theater room. Yeah, and it, it's fabric too. Fabric. Yeah, you can't. You can't clean that as well. I'm, I'm no. kind of talking out of my I, ass right here, but no, oh, I, I completely agree. It, you could lice all the fuck it you want with spray or whatever, but can you really get all of it? Um. So you know, can can the movie industry, Hollywood, I guess, can they uh, sustain on just the the revenue from streams alone? And that being said, I don't. I don't necessarily believe the all the the revenues at times from that these movies generate. I think there's a lot of uh, money magic that gets pumped into them. Um, it's kind of like yeah. A, one of the one of the guys I'm writing with, he tells me uh, Hollywood executives and studios cook the books all the time. Right. Like they and lie about just, they lie about how much profit they made, which is how they fuck over a lot of people getting paid to begin with. Yeah, a lot of the artists or the creative talents involved. 
Yep. Um, like the story of how Forrest Gump uh, has never turned the profit. That's Hollywood book cooking. Oh, uh, wait, what? <laughs> you never, you never, you've never heard that? No. Yeah, there was a huge lawsuit. I can't remember between uh, either one of the writers or something like that. Look it up. Uh, Forrest Gump supposedly has never turned a profit because Hollywood spends so much money marketing it that it never has. Uh, it's always been in the red. Okay. Supposedly. Uh, supposedly. Tell me what you got to say in our webs. Forrest Gump never. Turned, we're searching it right now. Uh, oh, the New York Times, an article um, from 95. That's... Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I spelled Forrest wrong. Um, E-Online, LA Times. Yeah, it's May 24th, 1995. Um, I'm not seeing anything else immediately or that seems more recent uh today i found out june 13th 2020 how hollywood studios managed to officially lose money on movies that make a billion dollars uh here's a fun fact for you to mull over despite having a clause in his contract that entitled him to a share of the total net profits of return of the jedi david prowse didn't get so much as a single thin cent from lucasfilm from this because on paper return of the jedi then until today has been a mi- massive financial failure. How is this possible, you ask? On, well, it's on, all thanks to a wonderful paper. Yeah, concept paper. known as uh, Hollywood accounting. Yep. Um, for From now on, uh, I think we should find a way to keep track of um, how to phrase it. It's like... Um, it's called an audit. In, That's what you're talking in about. Show, in show memes, we're gonna. I'd like to refer to Hollywood accounting uh, from now on as a dark art of the elite. If you're okay with that, <laughs> I'm cool with that. <laughs> lizard magic. <laughs> lizard, lizard book cooking. That's all it is. Though. I mean, seriously, and it makes sense sure. how they get away with it. Like, you know how much it costs to audit somebody. And think about it. Like, if they say, like, well, we spent two hundred million dollars on billboards in, say, fucking. I don't know, Russia. You're going to go to Russia and, um, you know, check on all that. Right. And and in countries uh, where they probably don't even keep any book, book cooking, I mean, uh, bookkeeping. <laughs> uh, it's so easy for them to get away with it. How do you audit a movie? You have to go to several countries and see where they spent the money, right? Supposedly on marketing. Oh, yeah. Marketing, another dark art. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's how they get away with it. <laughs> yeah, supposedly no movies, uh, hardly any movies make a profit, yet somehow they have the money to keep making movies. I, yeah. Uh, here, here's a little paragraph from the article. Perhaps best showing how it's impossible to make money in Hollywood is the case of Forrest Gump, one of the most mm-hmm. critically acclaimed and successful movies ever made, which cost $55 million to make. Despite this relatively low figure, unfortunately for executives at Paramount Studios, it never turned a profit after grossing nearly seven hundred million at the box office. Bullshit. <laughs> open, Bullshit. Par- open parentheses. Our condolences to the executives and their families. After no doubt, all the executives were fired for backing such a financially disastrous pro- uh, project for the studio. Close parentheses. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm sure they're all 
I'm sure they're all fired with a nice golden parachute of, you know, eight, nine figures, whatever the fuck they got on the way out. <laughs> do you think Do you think Tom Hanks made money off of that? Of course he, he did. He had to. Okay. Okay. Of course that, he did. That I was like, I don't. I don't know if he got back end money or anything, but in all honesty, he's so fucking famous. Like he gets shit for free anyways. <laughs> so I ain't right. worried about his bank account, to be honest. Um, let's see. Does he mention anything else? He could get a free Ferrari just by being seen driving it around, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's got that uh, persona power. He does. He's, he's an American, I don't know, what do you call it? Tre- treasure or something like that. Um, uh, yeah, uh, mm, I don't know. I'm on the fence about Tom Hanks. <laughs> well, you're on the fence about him with the Jeffrey Epstein thing, but you also got to remember how many people even care still. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. His anniversary, death anniversary is coming up here. Uh, well, no, I guess that would be in the fall. It's not quite Who's death anniversary. Yet. Oh, Epstein. Okay, I thought you were Epstein, saying Tom yeah. Hanks is dead. <laughs> no, but people, people. I know. I think we talked about this in one of the pilot episodes. Which, for future reference, uh, for anybody listening right now, there are three previous pilot episodes that we have filmed, and uh, I swear to God, I will get those fixed up and um, get them posted. Um, Hopefully you can figure out like a point zero one sort of title for them so that they'll show up before this episode does and we can start officially number one from this one. Does that sound like a plan? Yeah, that sounds like a plan. That's exactly how Joe Rogan does it. Whenever he has it, he just does Joe Rogan, the guest title, and then the number for the podcast. Hell yeah. Um, so we can do it in our own similar way. Uh you know, behind the schemes, uh, the, whatever you want to title the podcast, and then just put a number for Boom. you know uh, file file purposes. Right, and you know, like we kind of discuss, um, go back and just call them pilot one, pilot two, pilot three. Yeah, make it easy breezy, and then we can start a fun name for this one. Um, but yeah, Hollywood but, book cooking is a real thing, and supposedly no movies make money, even if they make a billion dollars. And somehow Hollywood executives keep making twenty, thirty, fifty, hundred million dollars a year, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> somehow, some way. But there's no money being made. Dark arts. Yeah. Um and people wonder yeah, why there's... the wait why the wealth gap keeps getting bigger and bigger. That's Whoa. Like... So I just typed in Tom Hanks one, two, three oh. hits in. So the first one's Tom Hanks Wikipedia, Tom Hanks IMDb, Reddit. Tom Hanks admits he is a violent pedophile. What? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Going yeah, hard in the I'm paint sure. here. I'm sure uh, that's a oh. very well-catered title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this starts off strong. Tom Hanks is the Satanist pedophile king of Hollywood. And is hiding <laughs> it in plain sight only as of the last few years. Damn. Now, this is funny because... We've definitely talked about this a little bit, but people, a lot of people mm-hmm. speculate in that he's been picked up and uh, he's doing shows from some sort of safe house uh, after it had been arrested. Um, I haven't really paid a too terrible much attention to all the celebrity stuff because there's just been more important shit going down. 
Um, All I know is he was in Australia. I don't know what part he was playing, but he's a part of an Elvis movie, and they're in Australia filming when he caught the coronavirus, him and his wife. Right. Um, let's see. What did they go through in this spread? I'd be curious to see. I mentioned the Instagram. Uh, the Instagram is interesting. I've seen that. Uh, there's a lot of pictures of solo shoes that he finds on the grounds. People get weirded out by that. Um, da, 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 mentioned a bunch of um, or uh, an interview on Kimmel that was quote unquote problematic. Um, David S. Pumpkins. Okay. What? All right. David S. Pumpkins. I like that one a lot. This this should be. This should be interesting. Who's David S. Pumpkins? It was that. uh, I'm David S. Pumpkins, (laughs) and I'm here to scare you. Uh, I I don't remember the meme. Uh, Saturday Night Live episode and he's wearing a pumpkin suit and they're going through this uh, elevator ride. It's um, Kenan Thompson and uh, she played the um, uh, Kate uh, Kate McKinnon. Is that her name? Yeah, yeah. On glasses. She's in the Ghostbusters. Um, and some of the other dude I don't recognize, but they so <laughs> go good. through all these all these That's fucking favorite Ghostbusters ever. Oh, okay. <laughs> you mean the one Ghostbusters where they only busted one ghost and it got out? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then killed Bill Murray? <laughs> hey, hey, can we talk about that for a sec? Why, why is it that, like, I get that, I, I get that, uh, I get that uh, women need, uh, definitely need more opportunity in Hollywood and stuff, but why are we just like flipping the script you know what i'm saying well man it's the same it's the same shit with the fucking um the remake virus that's been going on for the past decade you know hollywood ran out of ideas they i i would take it to a point of like there my personal belief there's a lot of social conditioning that comes from these movies and it worked fucking 20 years ago 25 years ago 30 years ago let's just do it again because it worked so well the first time. But um, on the broader, like normal fucking uh, point of view, um, these are movies that are endeared to people of that generation that were, you know, RA age or younger seeing these, um, you know, seeing the new Ghostbusters because there wasn't anything else like that out there at the time. You know, how yeah. many, how many sorts of movies can you find like that nowadays? Um, I don't know if that necessarily means anything. Um, I, I just, it's, it's kind of disingenuous. I feel like, you know, it, it, if we, it feels funny, if you want this represent, <laughs> represent, well, so the, 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 the only real issue that I took with the Ghostbusters is they copy the name through and through. Um, which again doesn't mean anything, just a personal personal picky issue. And then um, I really wish they had tied it in. I, I know they had the original cast as cameo roles, um, but I just I think it would have worked better for the film had there been some previous connection to the original. But it wasn't. It was just a look how woke we are. 
Look how much money we can make. Oh shit, we didn't make any money. And then kills that whole side of the franchise when they were going to do that other uh, movie in that universe with Tatum and probably Jonah Hill and (laughs) uh, super bad. (laughs) There's there's still another Ghostbusters movie coming out. They got one of the kids uh, from Stranger, Stranger Things in it. Oh, yeah. Directed by Ivan Reitman's son, or uh, Reitman's son. So, you know, it's through and through Ghostbusters. Yeah, and I just, I wish that was kind of like what we had seen with the last one. Um, Me me too, man. I I was just, uh, I don't know, who who the fuck reads these scripts and thinks they're good? It's, you're just just, just just selling the franchise. I guess so. It's like, how stupid do they think uh, the average moviegoer is nowadays, though? <laughs> yeah. I, I really think there's a sense of disbelief, like you know, like I understand, like uh, a lot of people like to categorize people as like sheep, and they all do, you know what I mean? Because they're mm-hmm. conditioned to do the same fucking things over and over. But like, come on, come on! <laughs> Did you guys really think you were going to make a billion dollars off that? The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have no yeah, problem with any of the actresses either. They just wrote shitty characters for them to, for them to perform. Right. It's just a script. It's a shitty script. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Kate McKinnon in that as the um, Igor. Mm-hmm. Uh, She's always fun. She's honestly the best cast member SNL has right now, too. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something I haven't watched, paid attention to in years. I... I don't know how you feel about it necessarily. I just, I think they stopped being funny way, I shouldn't say too long ago, but um, I, at the same point, I just, I feel like a lot of it's over politicized and um, mm-hmm. I, I certainly feel like that was probably the case throughout its history, but. Um, it just lost uh, that sense of uh, clever and surprise that you want in your humor. You know what I mean? Goes for a lot of low hanging fruits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially in the past two decades alone, with things like Chappelle Show and then Key and Peele, who and those two shows alone kick kick their asses. And yeah, <laughs> I was watching a little bit of Key and Peele yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it's hard not to, man. They made some really fucking great sketches. Dave Chappelle talks shit about, about them all the time. He's like, I remember one of his stand-up specials he released in Netflix on, in the past couple of years. He was just like, how do you think I felt watching Key and Peele do my show? <laughs> Cultural appropriation. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sketch um, comedy. That was me, baby. <laughs> well, you know, somebody's got to progenitate it. Um, right. I don't know how many people have ripped off Monty Python over the years, or uh, oh yeah, good God, yeah, that's so Carol true. Burnett. Um, yeah, I, I agree with do, you. Uh, SNL just they just lost their cuteness and cleverness. Mm, they 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 lost how to be their funny. Yeah, they're too caught up on the PC side, unfortunately. Like the um, only people they don't care to offend is Republicans now, and every now and then that's a really funny sketch. But that's I feel like that's pretty much all they have nowadays. Um, uh, it makes me wonder what they're going to do if Trump uh, doesn't get reelected. What the fuck are they? But they're gonna, everybody, everybody loses their material. Nobody will have anything else to talk about anymore. 
Right. It'll be the total collapse of the news media organizations and Saturday Night Live. I guess what I guess they'll just be, if Joe Biden wins, they're just going to be making jokes about how old and senile and forgetful he is. <laughs> I guess that's thing. Yeah, I, I I can't wait for <laughs> I can't wait to see the skit. <laughs> S, SNL Joe Biden smelling people's hair. <laughs> right. Yeah. All the people, Trump does the same shit too. By the way. <laughs> They're both creepy ass old men. They're not very different at all. To be How honest. did we end up in this situation? We got two rapist racists. This is <laughs> duking what it out. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you um, what I would I love to see. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> I don't want to be on this planet anymore. Um, the, uh, the, the two ticket that I want to see is. Uh, and I don't care what position. I just think it would be fucking awesome and slash hilarious. Uh, Jesse the Body Ventura and Vermin Supreme. I don't know. I'm not familiar <laughs> with Vermin Supreme. Oh, dude. Vermin Supreme is the shit. He <laughs> He's someone that truly understands politics, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um We'll, uh, we'll look up some stuff about him here in a minute. I do want to okay. uh, come back to this uh, David S. Pumpkin Saturday Night Live and read that really quick because I'm, I'm fascinated to see what they have to say. Okay. Um, this sketch is a couple of years old. The premise is that a married couple are in an amusement park ride like the Tower of Terror from Disneyland. The ride takes them to various floors, and each floor features a cliche, scary Halloween act. When the doors open, like a patter, excuse me, like a platter with a severed head, a demon girl like the ring, etc. Eventually, they come to Tom Hanks' character flanked by two skeletons, and his name is David S. Pumpkins. The com- the couple is naturally confused as this, as this guy is not scary at all. Get it? It's literally supposed to be Tom Hanks. What's scary about Tom Hanks? Hanks performs the dance with the two skeletons and includes mimicking, grinding, and rubbing up on each other, as well as him slapping their ass and the two skeletons moaning. <laughs> when the couple inquires of who this guy is supposed to be, are they supposed to know him from somewhere? Is he something? Is he from something? Quote, uh, open parentheses, they are rubbing it in your face. Close parentheses. He just replies his name. And when they ask what's the point of this vignette, literally asking what is the point of this sketch, Hanks, re- Hanks replies to do this and resumes his sex dance with the two skeletons that Kate McKenna has, has now called the Beat Boys, i.e. Tom Hanks is beating off two boys. He slaps their ass again and they moan. In addition, the sketch features Hank doing a bizarre hand gesture ritual by crossing his hands over and over again while pointing his thumbs, pointed thumbs down, being a common uh, pedo symbol and gesture. This crossing hand dance has an even more disgusting meaning behind it, as you'll find out. Remember all the photos of the lost gloves and shoes? That's uh, what they're talking about is his uh, Instagram account. Um, The couple also ask why the two skeletons are involved, and they admit we're a part of it. Again, literally, these two actors, who also wrote the sketch, are admitting they are in on it. The third writer, credited, also has some uh, perverted material online, and one of his other SNL sketches is about a pizza restaurant being raided after someone leaked information, like the Seth Rich incident. This one stars Aziz Ansari. Um, uh, That one's a little bit of a stretch, but I like where their head's at. That's pretty fucking funny. Yeah, it's definitely uh, creative in terms of like the stretching and exaggerations. Yeah, I had to go back and see the uh, the hand gestures. I'm curious if there's any like um, uh, 
Like, are they intentional gestures or is he just acting? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I mean, they're kind of like they're kind of like one and the it's, same, though, right? Yeah, I, I guess so. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it, it, like, is it is are you re, is it something that could be read into too much, or does he only do it for like 0.5 seconds and then he well, corrects himself because he thinks about it, or you know what I mean? I, I gotta see it. Yeah, see it. I guess that's that's the rub because so much of this it is. It could be easily brushed away by, you know, obviously they didn't mean that, you know, it was just a misguided hand motion, you know, it, it could be any myriad of things other than, you know, this crazy fucking conspiracy. Um, and it's it's easy to fall into the trap of everything is a fucking conspiracy, uh, which like I'll like admit, if it was Jim Carrey, like if it was Jim Carrey doing the sketch. I would say 100% he is intentionally doing whatever it is he's doing with his hands intentionally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he's such an animated well, actor. <laughs> for sure. And Jim Carrey, Jim, and, you know, so here's here's a good litmus test. Um, Jim Carrey went on the Jimmy Kimmel show and he... Uh, he come out. He come out like straight out the gate, being like, "Yeah, this is an Illuminati show," and he had uh, his hands in a triangle uh, with an open space covering his mouth and sticking his tongue yeah. out. Of course, he was. Um, yeah, and uh, <laughs> that sounds super uh, Jim Carrey. <laughs> he was like, "Jimmy, you know what this is all about. You've been here. You know this. Oh, don't act like you don't know." Um, right. Right. So, you know, it's one of those things like, is it is it hiding in plain sight or are we trying to create a separate a separate narrative that uh, differs from realities in a lot of ways uh, to yeah, try to and one, this? In, in one sense, you could be deemed as just reading too much into it and on a witch hunt. And then on the other mm-hmm. side of it, Jim Carrey just simply uh, reads about himself in the internet and what people are conspiring that he's associated with, and he just ran with that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there was a Sarah Brockman uh, is one of Tom Hanks' accusers. I don't know if she ever filed anything officially, but you know, again, kind of like we were talking about the other day on the phone when um, people find mm-hmm. these themselves in these positions of power, and that's when you start to see coming from the woodwork uh, accusations of. Uh, past abuse or you know seven mm-hmm. one anything in that regards. Uh, oh, the timing is so like perfect. That. Yeah. Um, but the the hilarious part to me is uh, okay. Let me rephrase it. I shouldn't say it's hilarious. She had accused him of being hunted on an island uh, that Tom Hanks was on. Um, it was but an she accusation wasn't hunted by Tom Hanks. Uh, well, what was it was just it was it was opportune timing um, right, because right. that same week or that week after uh, I had a gig here in Minnesota at one of the um, casinos and it was for the Martin and Martin comedy show, um, which if you ever get a chance to listen to Steve Martin play banjo, do it because he is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they had made a joke about because <laughs> they have this little uh, stand-up routine bit um, interlaced with the music and whatnot, skits and all that jazz. Um, they make they made a pass at uh, Tom Hanks hunting people on an island. So, you know, people do definitely fucking get out there and uh, you know read what's being said about them or coworkers or anybody else in the field. 
Um, Interesting. But at the same point, devil's advocate, I do think that there's some truth um, to hiding in plain sight. Look at Harvey Weinstein. Look how many allegations he had. Look how many allegations never came to light. Like how many people still have kept their mouths shut about run-ins with him because, Uh you know, it could come from a place where you were scared to say anything and and didn't want to face retribution, Um, maybe a a place of shame, Um, and you you don't want to be associated with it any further than what the past offered you. Or, you know, maybe maybe they didn't care. And I, I, and I absolutely 100% believe that there is a point in Hollywood where, you know, you're, you're going to have to buy in one way or the other. And I do think that there's a lot of people in positions of power that shouldn't be there, that can abuse it, um, that, you know, force people's hands. Look, look at fucking Terry Crews. Terry Crews is this huge, beautiful black man. He's ripped. And, and one of the best fucking commercials I've ever seen is him with all the electrodes for the Old Spice, and he's playing the fucking drum set from his fucking yeah, muscle twitches. Um, even he's come out and said, yeah, there's been cases where producers tried to grope me, or um, yeah, let's just call they, it. They did grope him, supposedly. Um, yeah, and it, it's sexual abuse across the board. Oh, shit. Don't go to sleep. Um, yeah, computer just went to sleep, hopefully. Still going. Yeah, I still hear you fine. I don't, I don't see anything or hear any different. Yeah, we're still good. Um, nature call, get a smoke break. You know what would be really cool? I have a space to smoke cigarettes in and do this. Feel like Art Bell, if you're, if you're familiar. Eyes or a shed or something like that. <laughs> yeah, shed. Fuck yes. Um, I, saw, oh, cool. I saw a really good, cool photo on Reddit where uh, some woman uh, in her backyard, she wanted a shed and she wanted her own like uh, outdoor patio bar. And so she just mm-hmm. combined both. <laughs> so she has a shed and then <clears throat> on w- one side of the wall, she's got a bar with like a nice, uh, ta- you know, a high rise tabletop and everything with uh, stools. And it looked really dope. I'll send you a photo oh, of it. Yeah. It, it looked cool as hell. And, I thought it was really cool because she had, I don't know if she built it herself or not, but uh, it looked dope as shit. I'd love something like that. <laughs> yeah, have a barn door or a barn door. Um, have a bar on your property for sure. Right, right. Yeah, I'd put one in my garage if I had like a, one of those big, like fucking four or six car ones. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah, seriously. Or it'd be in my basement at least or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we we have a uh, basement here, and um, it it was like partially finished, so concrete floors and drywall up. But it's a uh, pretty dank and gnarly down there. Um, so I never never really got as far as I would have liked to have with it. Um, so I wanted to get a little. Um, actually, I do have one. Uh, Pedro gifted it to me. Set up a mini projector with a VHS player because I got some cassette tapes. Um, I'd like to go back and watch. Um, eh, maybe do it at the new place. <clears throat> so about uh, this Harvey Weinstein character. Oh, yeah. I, I was I was thinking about this outside while we were smoking, and um, I don't want to stay too long in this territory because we definitely had a conversation about it in one of those first three episodes. But at the end of the day, like some some someone like him and his behaviors and his 
mo so to say and it's a it's a fucking open secret people made jokes about it all the time just like just like the kevin spacey stuff i mean there's there's a fucking um family guy skit stewie's <laughs> running away from something he's like help help i just ran i just escaped from kevin spacey's basement mm-hmm. um even uh seth so, MacFarlane himself at one of the award shows made fun of it uh when, i think he was announcing the best either best lead or best supporting actress in a category and he said and the one thing all these women have in common is they never have to flirt with harvey weinstein ever again <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's fucked up, but everybody knows. Yeah, yeah it was that. out there. It was um, definitely out there. I, I just don't know where to even lie on the fact that... Um, ah, I, I just don't even know, man. Like, uh, I, I don't know if I should even be getting into this or not. I mean, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant to, the, the, to all those victims. But at the same time, Adrian, you and I are well aware there's a thing called couch casting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And what about you know, and what about all the people who did not care? Yeah, it's like, yep, gotta do it. That's that's what I gotta do. No problem. And then um, and then they come back and they're like, I got the part. <laughs> um, which you know, on one hand, I'm like, yeah, that's the American dream. You gotta do what you gotta do to get where you want to be. Um. Like to put it in a very specific sense, imagine you're up for a promotion, Adrian, and uh, say I don't care if it's man or woman, but we'll say we'll say a woman uh, for this, and you're you're being promoted, and then other dude is like, if I have sex with her, I get that promotion, and he does that. Does he get the promotion? Well, obviously, he did. He had sex with her. <laughs> Or him. Or, or him. <laughs> you know? I, I'm just wondering, yeah. like, I, I don't want to speak, or I don't want to really even speak for women, but I, I'm just, like, in, in one sense, like, I, I, there's a there's definitely a little bit of a gray area in here because I just can't help but think. I just, I have known people who would willingly do anything like that for money. Right. <laughs> and I, I don't even think it and comes security and never have to worry about, you know, money ever again and all kinds of things of a multitude of reasons. They have, they have several kids or this and that. You know what I'm saying? And, I, you know, uh, the way the way you frame it or phrase it, I don't necessarily take issue because they they, they know what they want and they know or they understand the full repertoire of skills that they can utilize to achieve that position or that status or that promotion. Um, I think where I, do, I just feel like the whole, the whole um, like sex itself is, is a very primal thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And so, and so I don't know. I, there's, I think we could at least agree there's no one right way to go about it, right? You put yeah, yourself I mean, out uh, there, they say yes, or you get rejected. Or sometimes they even say no, and they just want you to try harder or do better, <laughs> and then they give it to you. I've seen those cases, too, man. I've seen people get, get actually get out of the – I've seen some guys get out of the friend zone and marry that girl. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> you did it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I mean, don't know. I, it, it, it's a – it's. 
it's a it's a everlasting gray area that I I don't have a specific answer for. Like that, this is how you should do it. It's like you should always get consent here, and you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. If she even hesitates, that's a no. Get out of there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> can you sign this form for me, please? <laughs> right, right. There's a hell did a sketch about that too. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, the... signed and triplicated notarized. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he fucking did a whole sketch when you had the, it was called the consent form sketch. And uh, he did it with uh, Rashida Jones. Uh, and it was like uh, initial here for anal. <laughs> <laughs> and she looks at him and says anal. And he's like, oh, I'm going to do you too. Don't worry. <laughs> and then he like, and then he takes his condom and throws it in the trash and yells, Kobe. <laughs> Uh, before or after copulation. Right. I, I don't know, man. I, I just, uh, I don't, I don't even know why, why I even got into it. I, I just, I, I'm not, I'm in, I'm in no way, uh, trying to defend the actions of that monster. I mean, uh, fucking him and Epstein, Weinstein, they both should have been in prison and they should, but in my opinion, get the death penalty for what they did. I don't know. Maybe yeah. the victims feel like they should just rot away for the rest of their lives. But either or, I I, I just man, like it's the it, the way I look at it is uh-huh. being complicit isn't necessarily the problem, but it definitely provides power to it. Just it just uh, it really cements people like that. I feel like into their positions, knowing that like yeah. Nine out of ten times, I'll find somebody that's willing to play along. But for that one time, you know, I'm I'm so used to getting yes all the time that you know Harvey yeah. Harvey Weinstein never really struck me as a no man. You know what I mean? Like I, like in terms of sexual harassment, why does anyone ever hook up with anyone they work with ever? You know uh, what I mean? <laughs> like ever? You know what I mean? Because <laughs> if it goes bad. I mean, don't they have, you know what I mean? <laughs> a case <laughs> either way. Yeah. I guess if they're a liar, they, they, they still do. But you know what I'm saying? That's yeah, just, just and- wild. That's just, just wild to me. Like, like you could have a nice, fine relationship. Then a relationship goes south and it doesn't work out and you break up. And now all of a sudden, uh, 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 someone's trying to take away your livelihood because, because of the fact and we're seeing that, like in Johnny Depp's case, for instance, you know, that should definitely. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't want to. That should I, definitely exist. It's crazy. I, to I me, don't want to get um, too far into the details, um, so I'll, I'll be pretty vague. But I've definitely seen situations like that um, uh, working on shows before, and it uh, it didn't necessarily uh, just like a let's call it an office romance. Um, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's uh, or at the theater, you know, um, it it didn't do anything to help them in their position, so it didn't necessarily um, they had nothing necessarily to gain cause them to get fired. Right. Yeah, but it, it didn't it didn't certainly help. Um, right. Uh, I remember a conversation I had had with. Uh, two skaters back in the Disney on Ice days, and they were um, really fucking rad Hungarian married couple. Um, mm-hmm. Very, very cool, cool motherfuckers. 
and they've been married for a while and definitely longer now because that's been fuck eight years six years seven years um but they uh i shouldn't say all the time but i definitely remember a handful of conversations with them and they just didn't understand um the showmances that had started popping up on these tours um why people felt the need to display that at the venue to you know be sitting on each other's laps or you know, uh, heavy petting or just any sort of, like from their perspective it was kind of like a lack of professionalism right because you know you, you come to the theater to perform to do a job you know so it's, right, right. it's more it's just better to you know keep it out of the theater or keep it out of the workplace um but that's yeah. why I never really hook up with anyone I ever work with. Like, it's just it's just weird. I feel like I need to get a different job if the relationship ends. Like maybe, maybe that's like overstating it, or I'm playing too safe, or whatever. But yeah, <laughs> that's why that's why I always generally felt about it too. I'm like, why? Here's I'm, here's my dear I'm John like, just, letter just, and <laughs> resignation notice. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh. That's yeah, just I mean, as far as me. as far as the Harvey Weinstein, like that is part of it's fucked up. I don't even know if you're allowed to say it, but I do feel like it is part of the gig. Like, I mean, just the term casting couch is it's common knowledge. It's a real People fucking thing. Like, it is. You know, we you see it we happen have all the time that, in, in offices too. <laughs> yeah, I see. It. I used to uh, see it happen all the time in restaurants, even though back when we were in college. Oh, like, really? I'm, 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 yeah, shit. but. But like some manager starts banging the the host or something like that or whatever, or one of the waiters or the bartender, and it's like, mm-hmm. and then now all of a sudden, uh, you know, that person, like even for like uh, little things, now that now all of a sudden they get free meals, uh, they get whatever schedule they want, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> they yeah. get preferential treatment now. I, I people, um, some people will do it just for preferential treatment alone. <laughs> yeah, I. I... I don't know. I'm at the point where <laughs> I don't. I don't think that was their. Go- I don't think that there was their. That was their goal, but it is a reward <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> right. Well. Yeah. Uh, God damn it! This thing keeps going to sleep on me. Um, kind of lose track of what I was gonna say. Um, yeah. Um, there. Let's. Uh, take a left turn out of here for a little bit um i wanted to run two things by you that i had found pretty interesting uh one of them is uh, pretty interesting for one of them is a big under uh undersell um have you seen that the european union has banned uh banned americans from traveling uh, to europe i don't blame them and it sucks for whoever is going to suffer from that ban yeah um, I need to go back and actually uh, read through the article. I had just seen the headline. Um, I mean, why wouldn't they? We have the most cases, and we're getting more and more cases every day. So why? Why? Why let well, it's, uh, people bring? It's that only because you're testing more. It's only because you're testing more. <laughs> right. Exactly. If we didn't test at all, it wouldn't be here. There'd be no cases. Um, actually, and then I people would just be, be mysteriously dying. <laughs> I heard on a. <laughs> We'll go back to blaming it on the e-cigarettes. 
Right. <laughs> um, it's, it's that damn crack cocaine and Mary Jane again. <laughs> <laughs> damn you, crack cocaine. <laughs> Foiled the, yet again. <laughs> and, and it's the video games and the rap and rock music. It's... <laughs> It's, it's it's those devil worshiping D and D players. Right. <laughs> oh God, that that's what. <laughs> Smoking Satan, Satan's cabbage. I see. Yeah. Can we bring back the Satanic Panic? That was <laughs> that was just better times. I feel like around for everybody. It's like yeah, let's point the fingers at all these crazy Bible thumping. Uh, uh, Satan is everywhere. Satan's in your heavy metal. Satan's in your rap. <laughs> let's, let's bring that one back. Um, Indubitably. See, okay, so this is something I want to talk about here in a little bit. Uh, a lot of these articles that they keep pulling up, the first one is the New York Times. And I just, I don't, I don't like the New York Times. And I can explain myself later. Um, okay. But let's... Uh, yeah, that would be something cool to talk about here in a little bit. Is um, what uh, news sources do you typically like? Do you trust? Do you find yourself going back to? Um, but for the time being, uh, this is Forbes, and European borders may be closed until September. Mm-hmm. Um, I which, trust. Uh, in all honesty, man. For, oh, oh, I'm sorry. You go ahead first. You go first. Uh, no, I was just going to kind of pick through this uh, article. So you go. Uh, I was going to say, as far as news sources, I don't particularly trust any one source at all. I think they all make mistakes and retractions here and there. And I'm, I'm perfectly fine and okay to that. But um, I, I, I like aggregate news sources, which is why I get a lot of my news uh, through social media. And, you know, I rely on upvotes. And then I also, mm-hmm. you know, try to go look at the article and read it myself to see if I necessarily agree or not. And then I like reading the comments to get different perspectives on everything I'm absorbing and reading myself. And then also yeah, I just like, a, like there's two uh, YouTube channels I watch. One of them is called Internet Today. Uh, they're basically a news podcast. And then the other one's the Philip DeFranco show. And mm-hmm. they both uh, discuss, uh, they both release videos. Philip does like does it five days a week, Monday through Friday, and then Internet Today, they usually do one uh, almost every other day or every three days at least. And they just uh, do different topics. They do tech news, they do uh, your local news that you know, you'll know you never read about in your, in your local paper because it's local news in, say, Idaho or something like that, or you know, this just, just small town crazy shit. They like to do that as well. And I, I, I just uh, appreciate it because they both have re- their own research teams and they're both, uh, I, I like their perspectives because they're about as unbiased as you can get, but inevitably everyone's a little bit biased about this and that. You know what I'm saying? So right. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 whenever they say or do something that I disagree with, it never, in a sense, ever uh, offends me. I guess. Oh, did I call in? You still there? Uh, I'll shoot you here a quick little text. Uh, oh, still there? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm still I'm still here. Yeah, it went it went uh, blank on me for a second. Ah, I gotcha. Too. But yeah, any, anyways, I, I like news aggregates better mm. because uh, uh, you get a multitude of perspective, and I like to read the comments and 
uh, you know, since I can't necessarily talk about it with a group of people, how many people sit around and talk about the news anyways, besides on podcasts? Right. <laughs> um, well, so, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess it's kind of a transitionary thing because a lot of the uh, YouTube news channels that I do kind of keep up to date on start out as podcasts and they disseminate them to uh, social media. Right, right. Um, I I appreciate news sources more when it's pretty evident that they're biased. I, I don't I don't like the ones that pretend that yeah, they're they yeah, got the. I I don't mind either. Yeah, um, I, I agree. But anything that uh, just approaches a situation that like it's got the utmost truth and the moral supremacy, I just it's. It, it, I just feel like it, whether I'm reading. Whether I'm reading something from the Boston Globe or Washington Post or the Atlanta Journal, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like I'm going to think exactly like that newspaper because I don't get any perspective from it. Is the problem? Interesting. I have. So I like so I like the aggregate form where you feed me tidbits of because all these podcasts about news are simply reporting the news, just like John Daly. It's a news show about the news. You know, it's the same yeah, thing. Media so, deconstruction. And you get perspective. Yeah, exactly. So it's just literally uh, just social commentary on the news and uh, the facts. And they do their best to research the facts before they, you know, put it out there because obviously no one wants to, you know, fuck up. Uh, you want to fuck up as little as possible <laughs> while you do these things. But inevitably, you know, you're going to make a mistake. Mm. Oh, speaking of which, I made a mistake. This Forbes article is from April April 11th. Europe borders may be closed until September. U.S. COVID-19 threat. Which is, that's interesting. So the borders were already planned to be closed, but this is bans American specifically, I guess. I mean, since March, April, we've had We've been climbing and climbing and climbing with cases, so yeah, it makes sense <laughs> that they've been planning it. Uh, uh, yeah, um, it yeah. So here comes the equivalent of getting fucking uh, firebombed. I I still I still don't buy it. I I think there's still a lot of uh, dark arts manipulation of numbers from a variety of capacities as far as counting these uh, COVID cases. Um, and there's a handful of things that makes me wonder. Uh, I'm pretty unprepared in, in the scope of actually proving any of these things. This is just kind of like the aggregated opinion that um, I've been building essentially since everything really started popping off. Um, mm-hmm. I do think, uh, I, I'm very curious to see where the the nursing home scandal goes for the states like Pennsylvania, New York, California. But there's like there's a handful of other ones um, that I'm wondering about. But essentially, they um, they're under fire because um, they were complicit in sending known infected, contagious COVID victim or patients back to nursing homes, and then from there just fucking clean sweets um right. and added a pretty dramatic i think in nursery homes it's it's like killed people on like a 30 to 40 percent rate or something like right. that of the population depending on which one which makes sense because it, this thing is a hardcore killer of anyone 70 plus years old 
Um, I do think to pad a lot of the numbers, they've included a ton of, um, you know, it's the, it's not that the patient died from COVID per se, but they, since they had COVID in their system at the time of death, they death. counted as a COVID yeah. death, um, which I, and kind of picking on the New York Times here, um, when they went and had that full uh, full spread um, title page, or however you describe it, front page, sorry, front page, New York Times, and they had all the victims listed. Um, like the number six dude, or the the sixth guy in line was someone that had uh, died via homicide, um, but listed under COVID. Um, yeah, but how many cases are there going to be of, of, from a homicide getting? You know what I mean? Like it's going to be such a small case. Of I coincidences like that. I, I mean, I, I do I do agree with you that should not be included. But seriously, how many people are going to get murdered and then tagged as COVID nineteen death? Uh, I, it's something. It's something that that seems like uh, is happening in a lot of places, and it's not. You know, like you said, it's not necessarily always COVID. Um, I've seen ones with uh, people that have been um, involved in vehicular accidents, um, people that had pre-existing conditions and um, certain types of cancers and stuff, and so they were already sick, and the COVID didn't help, but it wasn't the fact that. They, you know, might have already been on the way out with this um, pre-existing condition. Is still listed as COVID. Right. And then, as far as all the numbers, um, the current numbers, uh, it they never say whether it's symptomatic or asymptomatic. Um, and with all the hospitals opening back up, people are coming back to do elective surgery is stuff that they've been shut out from being able to uh, being able to do, you know, earlier in the year. Right, right. Uh, Does boob jobs count as essential business? (laughs) I don't think so. Um, So, yeah, it's something I'm sure that if anybody ever listened to this, it caused a lot of heat. And and this is a conversation I've had but, but but boobies create attraction, which inevitably creates herd creates immunity. Families. <laughs> oh, families. Yeah, I was going to say herd immunity. Is, aren't families essential, AJ? <laughs> I don't even know where to take that. The, man, damn it. He took it away from me. It was right there, too. <laughs> Boobies have that tendency. <laughs> you got me there. Um, hmm. It's a it's a conversation I've had with a handful of people, and um, it's definitely most of the time it's gotten pretty heated. Um, so I don't know. I, I this whole the whole chain of events that have happened since well, let's start from what would, when was the uh, fires going on in the Amazon in Australia? Everything was on fire. That was, Oh uh, yeah, that was last year. I want to say, but it was, it was towards the later half of the year. I want to say, so 
Yeah, yeah, because uh, when it's uh, when it's like winter and fall over here, it's you know they're hottest over there. Right. So, um, social media was ablaze with reports about the fires, articles about the fires, pictures of the fires, posts saying we gotta we gotta change stuff about these fires or you know kill the living lung of the planet, which is the Amazon and. And then the planet won't be able to breathe. And then we... Um, Did you know that you're legally, legally able to hunt house cats in uh, Australia? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah, like, uh, cat, cat, because cats aren't indigenous to Australia. I don't know if you're aware of this. Uh, cats kill fucking everything. They're excellent hunters. So they're, they're decimating uh, ecosystems the- of life because... Cats are really good hunters, and they fucking murder. Yeah, decimate wild like no other populations and shit like that. Like what? What do you? What do you think your house cat? I mean, what do you think your street cats doing all night? It's fucking. It's, it's finding squirrels, possums, something. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I scared one off of our porch yeah. last night. Oh, not porch, little stoop. It was a uh, thundering mm-hmm. real bad. There was a cat fucking bolted as soon as I opened the door. I was like, oh, hello. Hi. But that's actually a job in Australia to run around and sh- and shoot uh, cats. Jesus. And it's legal for anyone to pick up their gun and kill one, too. <laughs> They're trying to de- get, get them out of there. Um, let's see. Six days. So that was also going on while the fires were also going on, too. <laughs> I saw some horrific videos of that shit, too, man, because uh, for a lot of highway stretches, there's uh, fences mm-hmm. uh, so that, you know, the wildlife doesn't get on the highway. And because of the fences, the animals couldn't escape the fires and the smoke, and a lot of them burnt and suffocated to death. Like, I just remember a video of us, someone riding down the freeway, and there's like hundreds of uh, dead wildlife. That's intense. I haven't seen anything like that. Uh, it's still online. You can look it up. It's, uh, yeah, it's uh, quite a sight. <laughs> um, the, so, as far as bringing up the. Uh, the fires what i was thinking is so there's smoke smoke inhalation it's attacking the lungs of the planet um specifically in the amazon not so much in uh australia um mm-hmm. and then we had all the uh the vape pen crisis everybody was going to die from a vape pen um and then we go into covid which is a disease or virus virus that somehow inhibits the capacity of your lungs being able to operate. We can't breathe. Um, and then we come to George Floyd and see the resurgence of the um, protests of I can't breathe. And then uh, this whole discourse back and forth about whether or not we should wear a mask or we should not wear a mask. Um, so to me, it just, it seems like the past couple of months going into last year has been all about breath play you know despite the various factors that are going on or the, the just everything going on it, it still boils down to not being able to breathe it's very suffocating at times i think yeah it's like uh <laughs> Man, it'd be really nice if they could come out with that vaccine tomorrow. You would. Uh, you, what are we gonna do? You would do a vaccine. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 
But uh, but I see here here's where here's where you'll think I'm crazy. Uh, I think I have great genes. Mm. I don't think they could create anything that'll fuck me up, anyways. Hell yeah! <laughs> now that okay, no, I don't think that's crazy at all. I do think that um, a lot of people just have uh, good parents and pass on some good shit. Makes resilient, sturdy little fucks. Uh, and I feel that way. I, sometimes I like to jokingly say that shit Hitler was looking for. He missed it. It was in me. <laughs> I was here all along. He just passed right by right. you. He had that blonde hair, blue eye fetish going. Sorry, bro. It wasn't in the Aryan Nation. <laughs> it's in the Monty Nation. <laughs> that's, why I, that's the way I feel about vaccines in terms of them making you retarded or something like that uh i get it if other parents and other kids and young adults uh feel that way mm. that's your right to you should always question the government in any you know i would never tell you otherwise right but in terms of it affecting me uh even when covid19 came out i knew i wasn't going anywhere yeah. i knew that See if if, if you it, have if you have if you have if you have major health issues though, especially uh, surrounding your lungs, which is obviously tied to, you know, uh, emphysema or uh, put it this way: if I was seventy years old right now and I had been smoking a pack a day mm-hmm. <laughs> since between now and then, yeah, yeah, uh, when COVID nineteen came out, yeah, I'd be worried about going somewhere, but uh, that's not today. Yeah, is what I'm saying. I'm I'm just try my best to be sensitive and realistic about it right and myself. you know that's that's not to say that you know if you come across a store or something and they they ask you or require to wear a mask I, um i wear a mask everywhere i go uh, as much as i can mm-hmm. uh I, I will say though uh on devil's advocate cats 22 side of it people aren't wearing masks when they're going out and having fun they're not wearing them at clubs they're not wearing them at bars and if they open the sporting events and concerts, whether it's movie theaters, they're not going to wear them there either. Mm. People don't want to wear a mask when they're having fun. And I just see people carrying them, but they're not going to wear them. Right. So I don't even know how to solve that because it, when people are having fun, bro, they don't care. And it's sad, but it's so true. I, I pick up, uh, you know, I live in Atlanta. I pick up people all the time from restaurants and bars. They ain't wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. They get in and out of my in and out of my car. I do have the right to tell them to wear one, or I could decline the ride and move on if I wanted to. But it's like <laughs> I'm not afraid of dying from it. It's you know what I mean. The older people and the sick people. Yes, yes, I, I am concerned for them. I don't know how to protect them though either. Though, like, uh, what are we, what are we gonna do? Make bubble bubble boy units? Uh, there's <laughs> I've seen pictures of people hiking through the woods and they get this like plastic. Um, it's it's like a plastic. Uh, fabric box thing, uh, right? They got like the hazmat gloves on and shit like that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm of the mindset that there's there's ramifications, um, regardless of who ends up being more correct by the end of this. Um, it can't deny the fact that there's changes coming or being implemented or have already happened um, that can and will hit levels of like uh, just go out go out and say it um, 9/11 uh, 
uh, 9-11 was mm-hmm. a huge event that changed the fucking fabric. Um, <laughs> and by the numbers, there's basically a 9-11 happening every day in terms of deaths from COVID-19, supposedly. Supposedly, by the numbers. Um, yeah. I, um, on a more, like, uh, cultic level, too, I just, I, I think there's... Um, I think there's ways that you can stack numbers and events and um, the collective emotions of people to utilize them and creating some massive changes. Uh, it's just like nationwide spell work, and that's that's kind of what the the mass thing reminds me of. Um, and it's fucking out there. I don't. I haven't really shared that opinion too far or too wide it's out now um mm-hmm. yeah at, at the end of the day um at the end of the day it we wouldn't stop me from not being a, a fucking asshole and you know like i said if stores require it i'll put it on i'm not gonna wear it in my car don't wear it at house um but i just there's too much about it that I inherently distrust. Um, be and it is through the stuff. It's just it's through the. Are, are you talking about the mask or the vaccine? Um, uh, no. As far as the vaccine is concerned, as long as they don't make it mandatory, I don't really care. I, I know that it's not for me. Um, uh, not to not to shock anybody as an anti-vaxer, which is a, a conversation that um, I had had recently um and it's not even coming from a place of being anti-vaccine per se it's just more of a yeah i won't deny the science i just, I just say I, yeah i think you just have questions yeah, that's all i i don't i don't trust your intents i don't trust the intent of dudes like dr fauci like uh almost called him dr gates bill gates um, <laughs> might as well. No, I, I, I'm completely on board with that, man. You should not uh, trust. Uh, I mean, uh, you should not trust whatever <laughs> the elected officials or the masters or whatever the fuck you want to call them. Right. Yeah. You should always raise questions. Man, and it's like, I'm, I'm a fucking. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say I'm a renegade, uh, probably more Ronin than anything. Um, I mean, got that one from that tinfoil hat podcast show. I was like, yeah, Ronan, subscribe to No Master. Um, or your masters are dead. <laughs> a samurai without honor. Uh, which I think is fucking rad as an archetype. Um, mm-hmm. But I just, I look at, I just look at what the collective voice is saying. Because for the past year and a half, fuck, for the past four years, five years, I feel like for the majority, people really only have to say the same thing and and that's like recent like you're an asshole if you don't wear a mask you know look at these numbers look at look at the president the horrible things he's doing Um, i mean it just feels like a bunch of facts that are made for people that turn on one another yeah yeah god the the power and the division you know no one can deny me that there's people that you'll never see that are indirectly control in control of your entire life 
and at any point someone could fucking pull money from the stock market, crash it. You saw that shit back in 2008. Oh, sorry, not the stock, stock market, but uh, with the um, housing market um, yeah. completely up in lives. Um, total the area like a mm. fucking Kansas tornado and make... Did you know the uh, suicide rate goes up every time the unemployment rate goes up, too? Yeah, p- uh, people, yeah. I, I think people, I, I don't... Mm. That, shit, that shit went from, like, 8 to, like, 20% at one point, and I'm still waiting on... Uh, here, here's what I would agree with you on terms of, like, categorizing COVID-19, too many COVID-19 deaths just because they have it in their system when they died. What about <laughs> some people... And it's really sad to say. I, I forget what the estimate it is. Every time it goes up one, even 1%, I think it's like 5,000 or 10,000 people potentially commit suicide. For sure. Okay, so this is a scenario that you're talking about where it's specifically related to the uh, unemployment rate. The the ways that it freaks me out in thinking about the suicide rate is how um, this is is an aggressive term um, and it's come to some disagreement. Uh, I don't quite have a different way to describe it yet per se so i'm just going to stick with it but i I think um to to some degree to a small degree to any degree that there's there's this fucking weaponized guilt almost that your touch could potentially kill a loved one so for the safety of you for the safety of the people that you care about you need to stay six feet away you need to remove that human interaction from your lives if you want to do the right thing and protect the people that you care about which most damn near everybody i know um is a decent person and cares and will abide by that but i don't think it doesn't change the fact that they how to phrase this um not set it up but didn't utilize those tactics to train you to do that. Does that make sense? It does. I mean, I, I think I'm going to try to piggyback off what you're saying and, and say myself that I, I have no doubt that for the past three months, people with low self-esteem or depression and uh, whatever mental health issues they might have been enduring, this was probably really tough for them if they're not good at being alone and isolated. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, for how many people that, you know, um, having a job is a huge part of their identity. and It is. Um, it, for a lot of people, it's who they are. Let's see. Um, it is. Your identity is closely tied to what you do for a living, how you spend your day, and uh, how much income you even result over it. You know what I mean? I'm just thinking of like all the people who are about to even like get a promotion, like someone was about to get a nice six figure promotion. You know what I mean? They're going to join the hundred thousand dollar club and they climbed the ladder. They did everything right. And then COVID-19 gone. Wow. Start over. California. California is almost up to, it just, it doesn't show me like what the time frame is. Um, you know, or, so, or someone was about to start a restaurant. Well, ain't no one dining out anymore. Yeah, how, how many <laughs> people over. are losing their restaurants right now? Um, exactly. Yeah, there's. I, I picked up a guy uh, a couple months back who was starting one like just around the block from me, and there's still another one starting up. 
It's like a juicy crab. Man, do you have juicy crabs up no. there? It's like a seafood chain. No, we don't. Uh, yeah, they're starting. They're still supposedly starting that. I'm not sure when it was supposed to open up, but that's gonna be interesting. <gasps> oh my god, I found one. How do you open up a restaurant? Oh, what'd you find? Uh, oh crap! Can I? Do I need a subscription to the Washington Post to read it? Sometimes you do. Uh, uh, there's usually there's usually is a paywall. Son of a bitch. <laughs> well, so. I definitely remember telling you about this. Uh, I'll read you a little blurb here. Uh, Washington Post. As suicide rates have fallen around the world, the rate in the United States has climbed every year since 1999, increasing 33% in the past two decades. I'm going to call that as the first official number 33 that we have found while digging around on the internet. And I want you to keep track and I want you to keep in mind. <laughs> okay. First one. First one. Number, number one. one. Oh, wait. I have a sound effect for that. There's sound effects. I, I forgot to tell you that. Hey. <laughs> Look at that. Look at you, man. Yeah, they got, Look at you. They got uh, booing, oh, cheering, clap, crow, laugh, and whistle built into Podbean. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I like, I like this one. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh, the uh, we definitely gotta keep we definitely gotta keep that around for any time we say something and we're like actually I go back I retract that Uh (laughs) (laughs) I can do I can already do that on my own I didn't need a fucking sound for it but it's awesome that it's there Uh, on a uh, PewDiePie's channel, he just calls those oopsies. Someone did a oopsie. Someone said an oopsie today. Um, uh, yes. <laughs> Which is ironic since he's been caught saying the N word at least three or four different occasions. Right. Um, yeah, I've I've never really been uh, a fan. I, and that being said, I've never really watched any of his videos, so I, I've never really had a stake in the claim. I. I don't know if it sounds apologist or fucked up, um, but he films from the Europe, uh, Europe, right? Like Netherlands or something. Yeah, he's, he's Swedish. Swedish. Yeah, he's Swedish. I think he, li- I think he lives in Italy now. Oh, gotcha. Um, I don't know. It, there was a situation that seemed like it was a, a lot of smoke for a small fire, um, and oh yeah, it was definitely a witch hunt. Uh, Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, all the slam pieces that were written and done about him, but uh, that's what happens when you're at the top, anyways, man. People, as soon as you get any success, Adrian, you and I both know there's someone gunning for you to take you down, right? Because they have so much to gain. They have so much to gain from it alone. And I think the part that really does does the disservice is the big, long-winded apology videos. I, I just I can't stand by that. You know, say your shit, own it. Yeah, like. Why does it take 20 minutes to say I'm sorry? Um, so for like uh, one example is uh, the Shane Dawson shit that's coming out right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I looked at that for like maybe uh, 60 seconds before I turned it off. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it's fucking you know. And this is this is coming from somebody that who uh, favorite band is Guar. <laughs> there is no limit for them. Um, but they do it in like a purely comedic uh, shock value way. This, uh, it just it's it at the very least. I did, I did see some of his uh, rants and sketches that included his racial slurs and such. And I gotta admit, it was uh, stupid and distasteful. Yeah, 
And he was just an idiot forever uh, uploading it or allowing whoever to upload it. Right. And poor, poor taste, poor judgment. I, I don't think that's who he is as a person at all, though. But I, I think uh, in a lot of tidbits, yeah, he was clout chasing. He was uh, doing whatever he thought was lowbrow comedy. Right. And again, it's one of those things of low, easy to pick fruit. Low hanging, easy to pick fruit. Yeah. It's like someone who makes a sketch about making fun of mentally challenged people. Yeah. Can you laugh at it? Can you laugh at Simple Jack? Sure. Is it intelligent humor? Absolutely not. No. I don't think you should win an Oscar. I don't think you should win awards for it. No. Yeah. And if people decide to pick on you for it, you deserve that too. <laughs> yeah, but how can you weather it? How can you handle it? Um, right. Well, I mean, everyone's uh, sensitive to a different degree. Perfect example is the Count Dankula dude out of Scotland. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and he was the guy that had the uh, uh, his girlfriend's pug trained to do, yeah, I remember do that. a uh, Nazi Hitler. salute. Any reference to yep. the, them and Hitler. Um, I've, admittedly, like, there were some bits I found kind of funny, but as a whole, you know, again, it's just oozing a shock value. I don't think it should serve any time in prison. Uh, I think a proper pun for me, a proper punishment would have just been make them do community service and fucking I don't know, pay a fine or something. I, I even even that, like even paying the fine, I it just it's still like I, I'm really only saying that for people who are more sensitive than me. Mm, I see. Uh, for a lot of these things it's a nothing it's honestly a nothing burger. Mm. But uh I know everyone doesn't share my same level of uh, tolerance. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I like comedy, man. So I, I'm never going to be offended by dark humor. I could say something stupid and unfunny, but right. And you can be a jackass. You can, like ever, you can not, say really mean yeah. and hurtful shit, but comedy and art is supposed to be subjective. It's always that way. Right. It's only that. It's only good because of that. Um, and I, I definitely don't, I just, I don't appreciate and I don't have any time for the policing of language or thoughts like that. And especially when it comes to comedy, because comedy is like a frontline defense and keeping the lizard fucks at bay, you know? I don't, I don't, I even hate it when they apologize and say, I'm not a comedian. I'm like, I don't think comedians are the only people allowed to be funny. That's. You know what I mean? I feel bad for them. They even have to say that. Mm, yeah, you don't have to be on stage with a mic and a chair or stool. No, uh. no, it's not like that makes it uh, okay if it's a if it's a stupid, shitty joke, and it's just you know, like uh, what happened to Kramer. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> the right. Kramer. Uh, yeah, remember his rant? Yeah, like you know that didn't make it okay either. <laughs> That's just the way I feel about it, though. But I, I, I just know. Uh, my tolerance is different from others. Mm-hmm. So uh, I can't control what crowds are, go- are going to feel and want to do. That's all. Do I think people are too sensitive nowadays? Uh, yes, but I also think that's because we have the internet now. And, you know, uh, a thousand people can connect over something you said and disagree and call you a monster for it. And that's enough noise to get you trending. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, from all around the world. <laughs> I think it's you know, built into the language. You know, that shit goes viral, like a virus. 
good ways and bad ways. I definitely double-edged sword. Um, yeah, it is. It is. I, I have no way of properly policing it, though. No. Like, I, I don't want to start a list of words you can and cannot use. I, I, I For me, I like it when people share their bigotry and their ignorance. Mm. Do I think uh, simultaneously they could be recruiting others to do the same? Yeah, probably. But, like, dude, I, I want to know where they're at. You know what I mean? Like, right, you'd rather but, face like, it out and not I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'm more pro start a registry for him. <laughs> I want to know, like, I want to know, uh, let's not go trick or treat at that house. That person says the N word. <laughs> I mean, you might be able to get people to volunteer for that. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I really believe in freedom of speech. I just don't believe, uh, I just think the misconception about it is you, you're free to say whatever you want, but if you're an employee, Based on what you say and that, you know and what you're associated with, and you put it out there, you can, you can get fired. Mm-hmm. You can uh, catch a uh, catch a fist, or you can get physically abused on the streets based on what you're saying and doing. Like it's it's open season, man. When you put yourself out there like that, it's all it's all I'm saying. Like I I I, I think I I don't know the proper way of people apologizing for dumb, ignorant shit they did. But I'm also human enough to know that everyone has that or has done that. They just didn't have a camera on them when they did it. Right. I just, I come, I come from it at a place where I feel like loads of the apologies um, are just coming from a place of, Oh, we need to do this. Um, uh, It's just a lot of them feel very disingenuous across the board. Um, Someone might have asked me to apologize because I brought up the fact that um, couch casting is a thing and they're going to see that as me being insensitive to the victims. No, that wasn't the case at all. But someone could, you know, cut, edit that uh, audio feed and do whatever they want with yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's just crazy, man. Like, I, I, there's no right way for me to go about it other than uh, as long as. I know the overwhelming majority of people are going to be understanding right. than uh, hateful over what I said. Um, yeah. Because I, 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 I don't feel like I said anything that harsh. But I, I know somewhere out there, oh, yeah, if someone were to listen to that for, for those five minutes, I'd piss them off. <laughs> the way I look at it is, you know, if it, if it ever does come to it and something is said that someone doesn't agree with, you know, it's, it's just as easy as hitting the play button and unsubscribing, you know, it, just remove <laughs> right, yourself right. from the situation. And I, and I feel like that can bleed into your own personal life um, in the sense of I feel like a lot of it, I just I really question how much responsibility people take for themselves and their immediate surroundings. Or is it a unseen, constant outside oppressor guilty as charged right here because you know, how many times have I alluded to the or fucking, you know, overlord lizard motherfuckers? You know what I mean? Right. Um, mm-hmm. God, you got to watch Mr. Robot, yeah. man. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so, oh, my God. That's all that show is. You know that, right? <laughs> Based off of what I remember from the first season, yes. Um, but Yeah, that's all that show is. Uh, there's a group of people with no names out there controlling the world, the top 1%, the top 1%, the one who's played God <laughs> without permission. Yeah. 
Well, it's 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 time and and history and you know just money that sets that situation up. But the, you know that's not that's not the the argument now. Um, I just. I don't know, you got to be responsible for your unhappiness. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, agree. I, I couldn't agree more, man. Um, and, and uh, it, when you see a lot of problems with the world and it's making you unhappy, I just think you got to look within sometimes. Um, yeah, and, you know, how can you change your immediate surroundings? How can you work towards bettering yourself or, you know, um, just acting better yeah, giving like a shit what, what environment is maybe more suitable for you to thrive in mm-hmm. uh, and I don't necessarily think that that environment is Twitter if anything Twitter is a <laughs> very yeah. real it's never, modern day interpretation of the Tower of Babel I, to me I've never met anyone who got on the internet and said it saved my life unless I don't know they met their wife or husband on it or something like mm-hmm. that but beyond that no, no. Yeah, it ain't there. It's fun. It's entertaining. You get sometimes good uh, insight into something you're researching or never knew you're even interested in. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, it's it's just a lot of people to be honestly talking about topical things, talking shit about topical people, talking. Yeah, talking. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. And people like to talk shit together too. Sometimes that's a. Uh, Sometimes even that's just, uh, I, I guess, medicinal enough for them. Right. <laughs> people like to talk shit and have the same enemies. Yeah, yeah. That's what. That's why protests Tri- work. Tribalization. We all have, have a common en- enemy right here. This is why we're protesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, and even even more now, uh, more so than ever, just the the feeling of tribalization everywhere. Like there's mm-hmm. giant lines getting drawn in the sand. And um, to the point, I, it kind of causes me some constant low-laying level of anxiety. Because um, I don't want to have to choose. I want to, I want to, you know, say the things I feel like. Uh, you're talking about. Hmm? You're talking about the CNN, uh, Fox News mindset. <laughs> uh, uh, just across because they make you feel like you have to choose. I I don't choose either of them. It, it's it's. I know. Um, That's why so many people are dropping off their shit. <laughs> right, but you know, I'm talking more so in the sense of um, saying, I, I trying to think of the best way to put it. It's like I don't want to be forced into any position of distinguishing between. Um, hate speech and hateful speech. Yeah. Because um, I don't... To me, when people say hate speech, I see uh, a double speak term and it says hate speech. I hate speech. I, you know... And, you know, someone could be saying... I see a cry for help sometimes when I see hate speech. Uh, are you talking about some? Okay, in the regards of uh, the person... Enacting in, um, hate. yeah, like a public freakout or a snap. I'm saying someone who's very dissatisfied with their life. Yeah, <laughs> looking at you, Mel Gibson. And, and, and <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, seriously, it, it, that's what that's one context of it, and that's why I go back to saying, hey, he had the First Amendment right to say that stuff, but he's an employee, and that's why he 
he can't find any work in Hollywood anymore. No studio will work with him anymore. Yeah. No freedom from uh, consequence. Um, which, I don't know, I, I understand that argument. I, I still think, you know, it creates this position of self-policing the mind. Um, but I think it could be better utilized by, I don't know, learning some empathy and caring about yourself. And then, you know, well, like, like they say in the fucking uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love anybody else? Yeah. Um, I'm <laughs> <laughs> maybe a bit of a stretch, but no. I remember a quote from Mr. Robot when he was talking to a drug dealer in season one. He's like, "That's one thing I realized about hate, man. You don't really know it until you really hate yourself." Mm. Wow. I was like, "Whoa, yeah, I hear you, philosopher." Interesting. Makes sense. Can you say that again? You don't. Uh, you don't really. Know, you don't really know hate until you hate yourself. Because oh. when it's put outwards, that's usually how it is. I hate this person because they are messing up my life or my happiness for some reason. You know, or I hate this group or this organization or this company. It's usually outwards when you're showing your hate. Mm-hmm. But when you when you're pointing it inwards, man, that's just sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, so um, one of the more recent ones uh, to bring it in for an example, uh, Jimmy Kimmel and um, who's the other one? Uh, the two Jimmy talk show hosts. Um, God, I can't remember his name. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. Yeah, that's the one. Kimmel and Fallon, you know, both started catching heat because they got old skits where they were doing blackface. Um, Yep. I saw them. Yep. And, you know, it it just, it, I don't know how to look at it. Um, You know, is it, is it something that truly was in the guise of comedy? That's what it kind of looks like to me. Um, But at the same point, I feel like, um, I felt that way about it too. I didn't feel like they were doing blackface because the whole point of blackface is not just to um, demean African Americans. It's to also demean more specifically their whole identity. Mm-hmm. And I did not feel that way when watching those sketches. Could they have done something else? Was it lowbrow? Like I was saying, was it lowbrow? Yeah, it yeah. was. Was it, uh, is there a reason why it's not one of their classic sketches? Yeah, because it wasn't good. And I, I, what, I, what I'm seeing is, uh, you gotta look at these things through a lens too. You do, you have to, you gotta remember, because it's not just them. There's a studio behind them. There's writers. There's executives. There's people who profited off these sketches. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're, they're just the, the, and, the figurehead to catch all the heat for it. They're the Mickey. They're the Mickey Mouse that catches the heat. Yep. Um, and and my, my opinion of it, uh, just apologize and move on. I I don't want them to never have a job ever again, though. I just I feel like even even, even if, whether you like their comedy or not, I think they're both uh, good hosts or great at their jobs. Um, I just to me it seems 
I don't, I don't know if hypocritical is too harsh or too heavy. Um, maybe, maybe just a small, low-lying level of hypocrisy. But you know, I, I feel like we've seen people get canceled for less. You know. Um, oh, absolutely. And, absolutely. And, uh, there was a SNL uh, writer who got kicked off. Do you remember that? Uh, yes. I don't remember who. He got. Uh, he was a writer, and he got kicked off SNL. I think he was going to join them as a writer only, and probably would have worked himself into some sketches later on. But um, he had a podcast where he was doing lowbrow uh, racial slurs against Asians and black people, I believe, and he got canceled. They got him off SNL, and uh, I don't. I don't know. I'm not really even sure how to feel about that one because, like. Uh, because I looked up the timestamp on it, I was like 2018. I was just, because you know me, man. I'm pro comedy. I I want people to try and be edgy, but I, I'm not here to police people. If he if he would for me, if he had said I will never do anything like that again, and then he never does it again, I'd be on board with him working there. It's that simple for me. But uh, yeah, I, I don't feel like he created the next wave of David Dukes into the world <laughs> based on his uh, uh, bombing and comedy or, you know what I mean? You still there?
here we are uh, after a short little break. Um, we've reconvened. Uh, there was some issue. I'm not quite sure what it was yet. Uh, where you, you weren't able to hear me, but um, I'll be curious to see if it stays uh, in the recording. Um, what it sounds like if you drop out or if it. Yeah, yeah, that'd up. be interesting as well. Good, good question. Mm. Yeah. But if you uh, could hear me and you're recording everything on your side, I imagine you should still hear me. You're just going to hear me not hearing you. <laughs> <laughs> could lead to some shenanigans. Yeah, might uh, make for good editing purposes later. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I shouldn't have done the, the thing of clicking around uh, and, and listening to little bits. I, I just had started playing it when you uh, checked in, but... Um, when I was talking about uh, whether or not fentanyl was a, a pill or not, I'm like, oh, no, of course it is. What the fuck are you thinking? Uh, uh, I, I thought I thought it was, but I wasn't sure. Because yeah. I'm always confused. When I, I never did opioids, so I don't know shit about it or what it looks like, to be honest. I, I just know it can be a powder or it can be something. You can even smoke opioids, can't you? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, that would be like a opium and hash to a degree, I guess. Yeah, I have no idea. I need to watch a documentary on that shit. I have no idea how that shit is uh, consumed for getting high. Um, the uh, article that I was going to come back around to, it's the New York Post, so I'm not really set on their publication per se. Um, but where was it? I thought it was pretty. April 14th, 2020. Uh huh. Um, I gotta find it again. Um, crap. Maybe I should have <laughs> reread it before I sat down here trying to read from it. Um, sorry, man. Okay, we can here we skip go. Skip over these little bits and edit them out. Uh, job losses cause extreme suffering. Every one percent hike in the unemployment rate will likely re- uh, likely produce a three point three percent increase in drug overdose deaths and a 0.99 percent increases in suicides wow. and that's according to the national bureau of economic research and uh, medical to about 18 percent at the peak of the coronavirus pandemic here wasn't it like 18 or almost 20 percent uh it was over 20 percent um if the unemployment hits 32 percent some 77,000 Americans are likely to die from suicide and drug overdoses as a result Damn. of layoffs. Damn. Um, this is this is all from the Post, and they're pretty ta- tabloidy from what I understand. Um, what was the, what, what's the current that's unemployment? That's really fucking sad, man. That's a lot of people. Double-check this current unemployment... Right. Uh, Fortune.com. That's saying. Uh Oh, could not locate the page you've requested. Well, bummer sauce. Uh, That's from April 23 or April 23rd, 20%. Um, Balance current unemployment statistics. 
Uh, in May 2020, unemployment rate fell to 13.3 after skyrocketing to 14.7 in April. Um, hmm. Uh, let's see, 1933 was a record rate of 24.9. Um, during the 2008 recess, uh, recession, it peaked at 10%. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing it did was it pretty much fucking railroaded all credit. <laughs> yeah. For sure, and put a pause on everything. Um, so I think in that regards, I think I think it's going to be a while before people get back to whatever their peak operational status was. Whatever, I agree, whatever that means. There's way more Chuck E. Cheese, McDonald's, Uber Lyft jobs opening up than there are decent salaries to make a living on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really do feel for the uh, any businesses and restaurants that have been um, impacted. Like and, yeah, yeah. Um, anybody that was—I uh, know there's there's one spot around us, a restaurant uh, that's getting sold off. Granted, they're asking millions for it. It was like six millions. It includes a <laughs> fucking Ferris wheel uh, on the. So you're gonna uh, give property. up on your. Uh... You're gonna give up on your dream. Might as well get overpaid for it if you can. Shit. Well, they, it's a, it's a fairly large building, and you know it comes with the Ferris wheel that they got. Um, mm. So I, I guess that makes sense. I, I don't know what the going rate for Ferris wheels are these days. I don't either. I don't, I don't know anyone that owns the personal Ferris wheel, but be. I would say, dare say, I'd be over there all the time if they did have one. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the other stuff? Uh, one of them, um, <clears throat> uh, Al Jazeera uh, came out with an article saying that um, Iran has put a, uh, an arrest warrant out for Trump over the bombing of their general back in this, uh, January. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I get it, but ain't nothing going to happen with that. Yeah. I'm, it's a good headline, I mean, though. Even even in the article, they either. Uh, let's see. Where is the. I'll just hear one. Um, I guess it was a U.S. official, but say it's all propaganda. Um, I mean, there's say, people who wanted Obama arrested from the Middle East because you know they dropped more drone strikes in, under Obama's administration than any other president, yeah, including it, Trump. He and he really ramped it up, and um, I mean that's that's how you get Nobel Peace Awards, you know? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that, that, that I'm I'm glad you brought that up because that was like a, just a mini rant. You know, everybody loses their shit. Because we carried out a drone strike on uh, someone halfway across the world, where were you losing your shit at for the past? I mean, fuck, uh, Desert Storms when we first really started flexing muscles we're, over there, right? Yeah, right. Iran, Iran Contra. We're in the war in Iraq. That I, I can't speak for all the Jews, but I've met an overwhelmingly amount that went over there and didn't feel like it was worth it. Hmm. 
Uh, yeah, my, my, my issues with the military industrial complex have nothing to do with the boots on the ground and, you know, the, the, the people that choose to take that right route and fight for, like actually fight for, um, a cause. I just, I mean, what is the cause? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you want it to be something good. Like you want it to be as legit as like World War II. Yeah. Everyone, they didn't need to enact the draft or anything. Everyone knew they were fighting evil. Everyone knew, you know what I mean? We didn't want mm-hmm. worldwide concentration camps and uh, that communistic uh, style of living all over the fucking globe. So it was a no-brainer. Let's go fight it. Yeah. It's going to be horrific. You're going to see people die and uh, it might create, it will probably create uh, fucked up things in your brain for the rest of your life. You know what the fucked up thing is? That's probably the uh, <laughs> one of the how how to even phrase it. Like it's probably one of the easiest things to see out there. Is someone die and just you know what about the people that are blown apart and war. still? Huh? Yeah. Cas- casualties of war. Yeah, but I, yeah, that's me completely talking uh, out of my ass about that because never been in a situation like that. So I. Well, I mean, you're, you're still eligible to comment on it. I mean, you could have some perspective, but you know, obviously, you don't have the experience. Neither, neither one of us does. Neither one of us were born to, when that war is going. Right. But, I mean, so, I, mean we, I don't have to. I don't have to go there to know that uh, what Hitler was doing was wrong, though. Right. And why we went, why we fought against it, how we would have lost it had the Americans not entered it. That, that's fact. Yeah. Um, but I mean, as far as this, this whole Iran situation, I, I can't remember if I had said it or not, but you know, it's something that we've been doing easy for the, since the late eighties, early nineties. And, you know, now, now is when everybody wants to get mad about it. If I can, you know, uh, cause that was, uh, I, that, that this is where I kind of get the timeline confused. Was it because of the Ukraine scandal or? Was it the bombing uh, that of the, really of the ship? The no, the the bombing of that um, Iranian general. Uh, I'm trying to remember which one like really popped off the impeachment hearings. For wait, uh, are you talking about for wait, who, who's impeachment? Are we talking about here? I'm sorry, I, I miss who. You're oh, for uh, oh. sorry for Trump's impeachment back in what was it January? Oh. I mean, oh man, there's like a multitude of things. I, I can't remember exactly like what's the big one, I guess, that got the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a multitude of things, man. I, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. Uh, just the other day, uh, just yesterday or the day before, he retweeted a he retweeted a white supremacist. Is this the, uh, what, was it a video or a tweet? Yeah, it's a video. It's on his, I mean, he's probably deleted now, but... Um, yeah, and so he retweeted a uh, white supremacist uh, talking shit or something like that. I can't remember what his comments were, if it was just a flat-out retweet with no comments, but yeah, that happened. Is this the, is this the village? so many things that have deemed him uh, ineligible to be the president. I, I, don't, I don't even know where to begin or start as far as uh, 
what led to him being impeached or or deemed as impeachable. Mm. <laughs> was just so many. I, I lost count. <laughs> I don't have the basket big enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think he's like, honestly even the worst president we've ever had. I just think he is the most obvious. <laughs> Uh yeah, I I can't I can't. He makes me that. miss Bush. He honestly does that to me. I miss Bush when Oof. I think about Trump. Isn't that fucking Bush weird? Junior or Bush uh, yeah. Senior? Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I, I, I was I, I wasn't old enough to remember Bush Senior, but yeah, uh, George W. Yeah, like uh, he makes me miss George W. In comparison, Oof. and he started a fucking war that I don't agree with, and got a lot of people that, killed. That was something I kind of took. A- not not issue with, but I was just like, come the fuck on, really? And they, they pull fucking Junior out of whatever fucking coffin he's sleeping in, parade him around, like, hey, look at all of this fucking, you know, lovable uncle that we just fucking dug up. Like, don't you miss him yet? Right. Fucking bring him out, and he's painting and jumping up on couches with fucking Ellen, and comes out, Ellen's a fucking monster. <laughs> like... Uh, yeah, I've been seeing a lot of articles about her too recently. Yeah, what's what's up with Ellen? Apparently, she's like, uh, she's a nightmare to work for. Yeah, that that's what I've heard. Um, you know, uh, that's always a genuine thing with almost everyone, except I want to say Mister Rogers. Like, if you're so nice and charitable, you know what I mean, in your public persona, you're probably a monster in your personal. Life. <laughs> or, just, or, just, or just a huge dick. <laughs> Uh, you know, wait, or, or wait for that documentary, <laughs> leaving Mister Rogers' neighborhood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, man? You would think after all this time, how long has he been dead now? Like a decade or so, but uh, like nothing, not one scandal, not one kid came coming forward, or who's now an adult or whatever. You know what I mean, Mister Rogers? Maybe not one. Like that's what makes. That's how I know. Even in the, especially during the Me Too movement and people cloud chasing for money and shit like that, yeah. or lying their asses off to get a name and some money. Not nothing against Mister Rogers. Nothing. He's uh, died in uh, two thousand and three. Yeah, he's as uh, far as I'm concerned. As far as celebrities go, he was the last saint. <laughs> oh, here's that's hilarious because the second um, the second hit is L.A. Times. Mister Rogers' widow says he was no saint. Of course. Um, oh, I don't want to subscribe. Uh, hey, I have well. to figure this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to figure that one out. It, it's you oh. know what's stupid about the Washington Post too is it's owned by Amazon. You shouldn't even need a subscription and, to read it. If if you have an Amazon account, you should be able to read it free. Yeah, that one freaks me out. That Washington Post, like. Yeah, if I want a forewarning what the lizard people are gonna do, then turn to the Washington Post. That, that's how fucking cheap. That's how fucking cheap Jeff Bezos is. He bought a newspaper and he doesn't even want to share Amazon subscriptions with it, like, or the <sighs> money, or the money that goes to subscriptions for it. <laughs> that's that's how greedy he is. You could easily just solve that. Uh, if you have an Amazon account, just sign into your Amazon and tie it to your Washington Post. Boom, you have it for free now. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's definitely loads to hate on Amazon about. I'd I'd love to pick your brain about that. Uh, oh, dude, I'm a two time worker for it, man. I I do not like yeah. it. I get I get how it uh, achieved so much uh, throughout the last two 
throughout the last 20 years. I remember when Amazon was just a book service. I, I remember that. It, it was just for books and a place to go get published if you couldn't find a publishing company, you know? Mm. I remember that. Like, uh, that was a, that was a idea spawn that Jeff Bezos had. Books. Books. And, uh, and then it grew from there. Crazy, though. But, uh, yeah, after working for the company, man, no, I, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. It's definitely a younger person's job, too, because depending on what job you have, whether you're a driver or you're working in a warehouse, you need to be able to move. It's uh, If you have any physical disabilities, it ain't for you, and they don't care. Yeah, it's, it's all quotas to fill and uh, given time, uh, when I was, time there, right? Yeah, during my orientation, uh, but they said a couple things that stuck out to me. Uh, Amazon uh, does not fire you. You simply become a customer again. And then, uh, which is their way of saying you will never collect unemployment from Amazon because they will always offer you another job that you simply will not take. Even if it's for less, whether it's for less money or whatever. Uh, yeah, it, it, they, do, they do the workers like that all the time. And then, of course, there's the COVID-19 stuff going on all around that was part of the reason like I, I was happy to uh exit my way from there for the second time <laughs> wow and that's the funniest thing about amazon they don't even fucking care how many times you get fired you could just go to another warehouse and apply there and get hired it's literally like like seriously you, you could I, i'm guessing you could probably get fired like from amazon as many times as they have a warehouse before you run out of job opportunities for them they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon, Amazon is the <laughs> Amazon is the entity that could unite us all together in one fight. <laughs> Pretty much, man. Um, and uh, it's like okay, so to kind of bring it around full circle, I mean, you've got the cases of uh, creep producers like Weinstein, right? And mm-hmm. you know that people willingly and knowingly. Um, choose to make moves in that scenario that puts you operating really close with the beast or whatever, you know, however you want to describe this um, mm-hmm. position of power that's coming ahead of you. Amazon is, is just is, is so fucking uh, they, they, they really creep me out and it's a situation of is it? Is it? They're, they're never gonna fail either. They will never fail. They sell everything. I don't they sell know everything. They consume everything. They don't well, even pay that, federal taxes, man. Half the times when they set up these warehouses, it's a bidding war, state to state, because a uh, a certain a certain politician wants to win that bid and be the one to say like, I just brought twenty thousand jobs. Yeah, uh, and then they they and they, they give them that, all these uh, tax benefits. <laughs> Well, they, they uh, I don't remember the exact scenario, but they went and uh, essentially shopped their new warehouse out to a lot of different cities. Uh, they do that every single time. It's, that's just the one that was published about. They do that every single time, man. Wow. Um, every single time. So it just it makes me think, who's, mm-hmm. who's the complicit ones here? Is it is it Jeff Bezos? Is it is it the consumer because they're well, the well, ones Well, you know, who, nothing will ever be directly directly blamed on Jeff Bezos because he has so many people working for him. He can always claim ignorance. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I don't think Jeff Bezos is an ignorant guy, though. No, I know he's a smart guy. I'm not disputing that his intelligence at all. I mean, let's be honest. To start a company like Amazon, you can't be a fucking idiot. Um. Uh. So is it is it the customer? Is it is it the com- customer? Is it the person looking for the job? Is it the guy that started the company? Is it the people he hired to grow it? Who who do you blame? Where 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 do you point the finger at, man? Uh, honestly, man, I'm taking a Mr. Robot route on this one. When a company gets so big, man, it has several hearts. It has several limbs. It's like Hail Hydra. Another head grows, another one replaces the one you took out. Yeah, it's so big and wide, and got so many parts, moving parts and entities. Seriously, it's exactly like a hydra. Chop off a head, two more grow up. It's too big to fail. It, they have everything that Facebook and all the other billionaire startup uh, wish they had. They have it all. Just think about it, man. And I've seen both. Amazon on its good and bad sides. I used to deliver packages to people who are like, dude, I'm not even kidding you, like 80, 90 plus years old. Sometimes they'd come answer the door as I was uh, like leaving or dropping off their package or they'd open a door as I was getting there because they saw me pull up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And these are, Adrian, these people are so old, man. Like, unless they're family members or they could get someone to go shop for them, but like Amazon's the reason how they, is their means for getting their toilet paper. And you know, sometimes groceries and other things like that. It's crazy, man. But like, I, I do see the benefits of it, right? And that's why it's never going to go away. Because, it, in, in all honesty, in terms of its harm, it helps enough people to overlook, even if you hate uh, what they do to the environment and all this and that. Someday you're going to be 80 or, 80 or 90 years old and you can't go shop for yourself anymore. And if you do have expendable income, you're going to call Amazon. I, I can't deny. I won't disagree. Like, like when I saw that for myself, I just realized this company will never fail. Because overwhelmingly, the majority of their packages, man, they don't go to the cities. Yes, they're flown into the cities, but they go to the surroundings. Parts. They go to the outskirts. They go to the sticks. Amazon's, Amazon will deliver to places sometimes that even, uh, I, I want to say, UPS and FedEx won't even deliver to. Because Amazon has enough money to uh, they generate enough profits that they'll uh, you know, take the loss on the gasoline it takes to get, get out there. That's, that's what I mean. Like uh, in terms of like, if you're living remotely and off the grid, Amazon's your boy. <laughs> that's I I agree with that, but that's also a really fucking funny juxtaposition. <laughs> it, it is <laughs> man. living, like, living like, totally like, off the grid. Like, like, like as much shit I could talk about working for them <laughs> and working within that company, and just how like just stupid or toxic that whole corporate culture is or the warehouse culture or whatever it is. I do see the benefits of it and that's why it'll always thrive, man. It is seriously. There's old, there are old people, man, that cannot do shit and, or people who are 
uh, I guess, physically disabled, and Amazon's their boy. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to. That's something I'd like to keep tabs on overall. Just to, I mean, you 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 are right that a lot of people people can benefit, um, but at the same point, while those people. Um, are able to get the necessities that they need. They, the company can still grow and and you know overstep their boundaries, you know, and go. From oh, absolutely! I'm not even disagree that entity. they can do better. They can definitely oh. do better, but they're not going to yeah. because Jeff Bezos wants to be a trillionaire. And and Google, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Google does better by removing their slogan "Do No Evil." Dude, I wouldn't be surprised if. Uh, at some point in the next 20 years, Amazon takes over another huge company, like, say, Facebook or maybe even Google. Like, it, as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned, man, Jeff Bezos, like, I, I'm not a mathematician or anything. I think last time I checked in, he was, like, at 160 or $170 billion. In 20 years from now, man, he'll have four or $500 billion easily. And it ain't it's going a lot anywhere. of cash. It's a lot of capital. And as far as I'm concerned, like you think it was big when he bought, uh, what was it? Uh, not uh, Instagram. What was the other one? The messaging app? Uh, WhatsApp. Yeah, uh, when he bought WhatsApp for like $20 billion. That ain't nothing. One day they're going to buy a company for $100 billion. <laughs> and that could very well be any company that's existing right now. That could be Facebook. Uh, maybe not Google or I- or iPhone necessarily but yeah i can see them acquiring other companies just so they want to get into the control of data side of things uh, but by yeah, the way a lot of people don't even know that uh, a lot of uh, amazon's money still comes from oil <laughs> i was just thinking uh the last i had heard was most of their money came from uh data storage yep. um one of those yeah. is uh uh, CIA um, contract, but I've not heard the oil one. What is that? Uh, here, I'll, I'll look it up right now. That's what we're talking about. Amazon oil. Um, let's see. Yeah, I kind of lost track of that other thought. Um, oh, uh, while, while you're looking that up, uh, mm-hmm. TV show, Perfect Depiction, Continuum. It might still be on uh, Netflix. It's a show about time travel, but um, in the future, one company just runs everything. Uh, so a very like technocratic state, uh, yeah. corporate government. Um, I mean, you know, they got fucking tracking everywhere, and um, uh, oh, you know, what? Also I'm sorry, time man, it wasn't it wasn't Oriole. I was thinking of their web OS thing. Web OS yeah. uh, operating yeah, yeah. software? Yeah, they're, op- they're operating software. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Hmm. Amazon. Well, I, actually, I did come across this one article by Forbes. Amazon is in the oil business, proving no industry is Amazon proof. Amazon yeah. is now in the oil build business with the release of its Amazon Basics synthetic motor oil. <laughs> Jesus. Amazon has effectively entered into industry ripe for distribution. Uh, well, I mean, it's in the name A to Z, so not too terribly surprised, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, they make their own oil now, but 
But yeah, that was what I was uh, bringing up, though. But yeah, man, they're they're just so fucking big, and they, in all honesty, man, they help too many people to ever fail. They just do. And it's gonna always be louder. Like we can only handle so many, tackle so many things in terms of protests, and you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, sticking it to the man in terms of groups and protests. That I'm sorry, Amazon's on hold for a while if anything ever becomes an that. And by that point, man, they're gonna be. They're just gonna be so fucking big. They could afford a ten billion dollar fine and still operate at a profit next year. Like, it doesn't matter, man. Like they've already they've already done it, man. As far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned, but I, I don't know if there's ever gonna be another company bigger than Amazon now. Uh, from my personal experience, I don't. I don't, see I don't it. think there should. I don't think there uh, should. I, I think I think one is enough. And um, I agree. I, I'm, I mean, I'm, if they were if they were an excellent company and they treated all their workers right, I would yeah. say let's get ten of these going. But they're not like that, and usually it falls on the ladder, and that's how these companies operate. They, you cannot make billions of dollars without fucking people over, for wages and money. That's just how it rolls, man. That was a that was a uh, uh, saying for uh, the Social Network movie. You can't make a billion dollars without uh, like basically pissing a lot of people off. That's how you do it. You cut people off and you fuck people over. Yeah, I, legally. I think I think it's it also <laughs> I think it also requires a, a very specific sort of mind state of mind personality oh, yeah, type. I mean, I mean, a sociopath and narcissists, narcissists to start. <laughs> and goddamn, dude, that fucking seems like almost everybody. <laughs> I think everyone, to a certain degree, is selfish, but only everyone has a certain capacity to, I don't know, say, lay off ten thousand people and go to sleep easy that night. Right. Um, yeah, just net loss. Yeah, 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 sign off. We'll recoup whatever next month. They'll be fine. They'll be on unemployment for. Three to four, six months, and then they'll find another job. Which yeah, is technically, I, technically true for some, but others not so much. Um, now, I do disagree at the point of um, it's it does look too late right now. I mean, Amazon has already um, integrated itself pretty well, and especially like the capacities that you were saying. Um, but I. I don't know. I I think that's almost defeatist to say that you know these companies are going to enrich themselves deeper and deeper, and and um, especially while uh, we're fighting other issues, you know that that's easy time to come in and, and change or you know try and implement all sorts of crazy nefarious shit. Um, but as a whole, I. I, I I, think, I just feel I think, like their whole business model is perfectly set up that even if you were to protest it, the real protest comes from their customers and consumers until people quit buying their shit. And then there's so many people that inevitably need it. And then there's inevitably so many people who are selfish. I just don't see them failing ever. Um, you know, it's easy yeah, to get but, people you know, to like, stop using Facebook or uh even get people to stop using, say, Google. That's it. That's easy. You know, you just quit using a certain application on your phone. How are you going to stop people from needing shit, though? 
you know? I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, when I was even searching for car parts to, for my car this week, first place I went was Amazon. Right. Like just, but so how are you going to stop needing things? And then there's this one place that brings it to your front door. It, it's no, I, 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 you can't argue that point. It is, it is the epitome of convenience. Um, That's what I mean. Like the the real protest has to come from the consumers. And, not, and that's what so it's so much people protesting outside or I'm sorry, I love what their employees are doing too. Their employees can do some things. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to talk shit about that either or disagree with that. Their employees protesting and halting work at work and everything that something can be done with that. I, I think the best case scenario, Amazon workers need to unionize and I hope they achieve it someday. I just yeah. don't see it happening tomorrow. Oh, have you ever even, seen this anti- year or next year? Uh, have you seen the anti-union Amazon videos? Did they show you those? Uh, I'm sure they have. Dude, even when I was working for Food Line, uh, they were anti... You know, no corporation wants a union because it means you have to uh, pay your workers. Sometimes it's... Uh, sometimes it's... Sometimes it's... Actually, I'm not going to say that. It means you always have to pay and respect your workers. Uh, even even when you're a union... In your, in your union and you get fired, you get severance pay. You know what I mean? Like mm. when Amazon uh, lets you go or you quit or get fired, like you don't get any severance pay. But in unions, that shit happens all the time because <laughs> you have to pay them. That's why cops don't get paid after they get fired. They have a union. Yeah. I, it would be really cool. See, I, I've seen a couple of the um, uh, like the Target ones and I think Kroger's, but it was particularly the, the language in the Amazon one talking about uh, yeah police and reporting and if you see something say something um that whole 1984 sort of vibe yeah um, i mean uh, uh believe me like I, I even noticed like uh they have four hour shifts at amazon four hour shifts gross exactly who the fuck is living off this or who who is that convenient enough for to even live off of in my opinion, man, that is intentionally done to create uh, lines and barriers, less community, people just coming in and out. Yeah. Faceless it people. Hard, exactly. And it makes it harder to start a union. Now they're requiring everyone to wear a mask, so you have less of an identity. You see what I'm saying? Like, it all, <laughs> it all works together to piss people off. And I hope they get something done about it. But uh, in best case scenario, they get a union going and their warehouse workers finally get really paid. I, I know a lot of people made a big deal when they raised their wage to $15 an hour. In all honesty, man, in today's climate, it should be 20 mm. In my opinion, uh, in terms of living off one job, and I'm not saying you'll ever be rich on 20 bucks an hour. I'm not saying that at all. But in terms of just being able to make it in this world, uh yeah, 20, 20 bucks an hour should be the minimum wage for adults. <laughs> Interesting. I, I never really, um, really unsure to, uh, which side to fall on about minimum wage. Um, yeah, I, I'm not really sure. I, I do think, yeah, people need to only have to work one job to be able to, provide for themselves and you know and everything included with I that think if, 
if people were paid enough from their one job, they would show up and do a much better job and be happier and thankful. It just leads to a better community and work environment. When people right. have to work work two to three jobs, and on top of that, they don't have a car, so they have to use public transportation. Like, bro, like, it, it it's fucking insane. It's no wonder you see videos all the time of McDonald's workers not giving a fuck or, you know what I mean, some minimum wage person getting pissed off or getting in a fight with a customer or cursing someone out. Because they've had shit customers all day, too. Yeah, you're not getting paid enough to even deal with this shit. You're just not. You're stuck. And I hope you get out soon. It's shit. It's a, The minimum wage thing is, in my opinion, just uh 725 an hour whatever it is slavery that's all it is <laughs> and yeah. it works the same way in the restaurant industry like I, that whole 213 an hour plus tips thing did you know like no restaurant workers agent besides maybe host uh waiters and bartenders though they don't ever get a check <laughs> well, uh so they what do you mean by they don't get the check like they don't have a uh check deposited or they, uh, they just, it doesn't matter if you set up a bank account for it to be posited all your all your, your 213 it's always 213 an hour and all all of that goes towards um all that goes towards your taxes oh, because your Jesus. tips are reported so usually at the end of the year whether you're a waiter or a bartender unless you got like a sick credit like education or something like that you owe, you owe the IRS at the end of the year. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. I've met bartenders who owe over $10,000 because <laughs> they skipped a year. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's the way it works. And that whole 213 an hour thing was done in, I want to say, the mid-late 80s. It's 2020. Kind of bump that shit up. I, I just don't think these people 40, should have 40 to, years later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just don't think these people should have to pay taxes. Like, pay them enough so at least their taxes are covered hourly. Uh, if you talk to anyone about the restaurant industry outside of the United States, because when you go to, like, fucking the UK or things like that, they actually pay their waiters. They pay them hourly. Sometimes it's 15, sometimes it's 20 or 25 an hour. But they always pay them. You know? is, is tipping included in part of the culture? Or t- Not as much as the United States. No, nowhere near as much as the United States. That whole uh, pay 20% thing, that's exclusively an American thing. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Because, it, there's, because in America, it's okay to put pressure on your customers to pay your workers' salaries. Instead of the employer's. Yeah. Guys from multiple angles, that's for goddamn sure. Yeah, I mean, there's so many companies. I mean, you want to talk about Amazon, look at the restaurant industry. <laughs> it's like, it goes on all over the place, though. Or even like this why is it acceptable to tip someone at, uh, say, a, a real sit down restaurant, whether you're at Olive Garden, Longhorn, or whatever it is, your mom and pop's sit-down restaurant. And then you don't tip fast food workers or Chipotle people. So Chipotle has a tip jar. 
something, but it's split up amongst like like seven or eight people. It ain't shit, really, honestly. But you know what I'm saying? Like, why do we tip these people and not these people? That's how fucked up American culture is. Because in Europe, uh, a tip is like something you want to do out of the goodness of your heart. Sort of like a like you're amazing. It's a charitable thing for a good act. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or a good, or excellent performance or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, like, but in America, it's like, if you don't tip, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah, and it's, it's expected and... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, generally, you know, tip well. Even even when um, someone's being kind of a prick or for whatever reason, you know, still <clears throat> still give them a tip. Um, I did too because I like not, to think like, that they fucked up by bringing some stress in the work. That's what I like to think. Um, and then the other side of it too, if because uh, I don't often carry a lot of cash on me, but um, given the option, to, you know, maybe it's a smaller mom and pop restaurant and you go to the counter and order and get all your food there. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely try and tip them to a dollar per drink for bartenders. Um, unless it's something a little more fancy or require, uh, what's the word involved. Um, because I, at the end of the day, I think, uh, not that this necessarily pertains to the current conversation, but um, I think just uh, giving uh, doing good tips is easy karma for people paying yeah, forward. I feel that way about it too. I even tip my Uber yeah. drivers. I've met people though who even make more money than me. They don't even tip their Uber drivers <laughs> because they oh, feel. Really? Yeah, segment like when you work in a restaurant industry, Adrian, you're gonna tip everybody. As much as you can, whether it's a independent contractor, which is also an Uber driver because they don't work directly for the company, or like anything in life. Anytime someone does something for you and you felt like they did a great job, you want to leave them a buck or five dollars or whatever you can. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I, I hear you when you say you don't have cash on you at times, but if you did have disposable income like that, wouldn't you? You would. Right. Cause you, yeah. Because <laughs> you believe in karma and you like lightning. You know, lightening up someone's day uh, with doing something like that. It's, I don't know, it's both it's both awesome to do and a little self-gratifying. It's a great feeling. Um, the, uh, actually, so when I, when I took that trip last week out to, um, where in the fuck did I go? Maryland. That's the one. Uh, yeah. And I drove back and I stopped in Cleveland for the night. Um, I went out and they had a bar open and it was the first time since the shutdown that, that I had been out. And uh, was it was it. it was a cool yeah. night. Um, I ended up passing out almost half a pack of cigarettes to people wandering by. Um, uh, I had my drink sitting down on a table outside and I was kind of wandering around having a phone conversation and some group had given my drink away to a transient fellow that had just passed by and he snatched it. <laughs> he like walked it to the other far side of the planter, sat down, started drinking it. Uh, right. He came back inside and uh, there was someone sitting at my spot at the bar eating my fries. I was like, damn, this is fucking awesome right now. <laughs> <laughs> you, feel, you felt like a saint, didn't you? <laughs> uh, no, I was just like, Man, shit like this hasn't happened in three months. <sighs> um, I've never had that happen to me where I walked away and someone was eating my food. 
I don't know how I felt about that. Uh, I, I guess it would depend on where I was at. If I was in a bar, I, I don't think I'd be. I don't think I'd be bothered by it if I'm up to sit down. <laughs> but, if I was at a sit down joint though, and I just went to go use the bathroom when I came back, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think I would have some problems with that. Someone, someone <laughs> sitting down at your at your table at the Olive Garden eating out of your basket of unlimited breadsticks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you were out alone too. Imagine if you're out with Christine and that happened. <laughs> then now you're mad at Christine. <laughs> like, what, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh yeah and um uh, there's been a handful of times when um people will uh you know just being out on tour and being around the hotel and smoking or being outside of bars and um people roll up on bicycles before carrying a uh, bag of tools and their boots over their shoulders and like as soon as they got off the bike went into this very very well practiced speech about who he was, where he was from, where, when he had just gotten out of prison, why he was in prison. Just like boom, 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 boom. Um, very prepared and uh, pretty eloquent. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, fuck it. You get good at bucks. it, man. When you do yeah. something for a while, man, you get good at it. <laughs> yeah, and that that's the sort of that's the sort of people you know. I I like to you know just. You yeah, actually enjoy encountering that person. I get frustrated yeah. by that person because I live in Atlanta and I yeah. see them. I can't even pump gas without meeting that person. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, you know shit. what I mean? Like, like I, it's not like I don't even want to use the word shit. I, it's my it's my own self. It's my own brain, my own self esteem, I guess. And sometimes mm-hmm. I just get to a point where it's just like, all right, what's your fucking story too? <laughs> For sure. And, um, I, I, and, I, and I really think like even if I had a million bucks in my bank account and ultimate disposable income, I would still get just as irritated. So I, I really try to temper myself uh, when dealing with that. I, I try to figure it out in, in my head and like not be snappy or anything right. like that. Cause I, I do feel bad about doing that. Like, uh, when it occasionally happens, I usually catch myself mid-sentence doing it, and I'll just be like, you know what? Here's my dollars. Sorry. Here you go. Go away now. <laughs> yeah, it definitely requires some quick, uh, quick-footed people-reading skills. I literally cannot pump gas. Uh, if I go to the right McDonald's, there's someone waiting at McDonald's doing the same thing. Uh, right. I, I don't think they do this up in Minneapolis, man. There's children uh, doing it out here too, and uh, wow. whether uh, selling bottles of water for a dollar, and uh, you know it's real. It's really you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying. They're fucking kids, so you're gonna give them five bucks if you got it. You know what I mean, or if you even care. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, you even see it from the children out here. I swear to God, man, I, I can't wait for you to come back down here. I will ride you around the city, and you will be like. I think I'm pretty sure we just rode around the city and I saw two to three hundred different children. Like, and when I say kids, I mean like ages probably about 15, 16 to as young as like seven or eight doing this. The kids, for sure. Now, and it's, like, is... and it's like, and it's like, they already got the. I'm like, damn, it's hard out here for even for even a homeless person. <laughs> um, was, has this been since the shutdowns? I've seen it crank up over the pandemic, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like when I see the kids who are obviously too young to work or get a work permit, you know what I mean? Well, what do you have to be like 13 or 14 to get a work permit? Uh, I'm not sure. 
Yeah, like how old do you have to be to work at McDonald's? I want to say it's at least 13 or 14 or 15. But anyways, like when I see like a 10-year-old or a 10, 12-year-old doing it, I know they're not old enough to get a job. So I actually like really respect that. When I see someone who looks like they're about 20 years old doing it, I'm like, come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, would say you get a job, but shit's shut down still. Yeah, well. It inevitably, I'm just like, yeah, you should have brought your eight-year-old little brother or cousin. <laughs> Everybody loves the kids. Mm-hmm. Kids, kids. Are I get why the sell. kids are. I absolutely get why the kids are doing it. It makes sense to me. I actually like it because it seems like ambitious and everything like that. Yeah, They're not waiting to get a job. Entrepreneurs. Yeah, it's, seriously. Like, I don't know. I have no idea how much those kids even make doing that, man. Like, you know, there's always articles written about how people who. You know, sit at intersections collecting, you know, change and cash or whatever, begging for money, panhandling and such. And like some people have done studies and said those people could make anywhere from like one to two hundred, three hundred dollars in a day. Some some have said that, but I don't agree that that's everyone for sure. I, I would yeah. say I would say in my honest opinion. On it, based on how often so- someone rides by and gives you anything, and you probably get like a five or ten or twenty, few and far in between. Uh, yeah, uh, I- I'd say fifty dollars is probably a good day for you doing it. <laughs> yeah. Ain't gonna get you off the streets, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I would say that's probably the average fifty to fifty to one hundred bucks if you stand out there long enough doing it. And you look sad and cute enough. <laughs> it all just depends on the sign. There was one time, and uh, some of them got cards and pets too. No, it's like this. Uh, this dude has signs like, "I need, I need cash for more uh, uh, beer money." <laughs> I like the honest ones too. The honest yeah. ones always make me smile. Yeah. yeah, the honest ones are fun. Yeah, see, if you're gonna meet an adult, I appreciate a sign like that. Uh, yeah, and that dude had a six pack and he was hammering, so it's it even better. I was like, fuck yeah. If I was going to do it, I, I would say I need cash for enablement. <laughs> I've been learning street magic, I think. Or jokes. Dude, jokes would be the other I was like, so you would become homeless to be David Blaine? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm homeless David Blaine. I'm here to blow your mind. Do you remember magic. those old YouTube skits of David Blaine? No. You don't remember those old YouTube skits where he would always fuck with it. There's this guy who would always pretend to be David Blaine. Yeah, go ahead and look at it right now. And he'd always fuck with this uh, gay couple. And he would, like, make shit disappear. And then it'd make it, like, uh, like, like a, a guy's orange soda turn into Cheetos. And then he's like, guess where the orange soda went? And then he'd look at his partner, and then he'd spit out orange soda. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> He was just always. It was David Blaine as a fucking troll, essentially. David Blaine skits. Yeah, David Blaine skit. You'll see it. They're old as fuck, man. They're at least ten, eight years old. Yeah, this one says twelve, thirteen parody. Yeah, yeah that's it. The parodies. Yeah, those things fuck are yeah. fucking amazing. They are fucking hilarious. The, yeah, those, those things are a part of the golden age of YouTube. I feel like the golden age for YouTube. Started around 07, 08 and ended around 2012, 2013. Right around yeah, that. right around when uh, it's just a prank, bro, became popular on YouTube. Yeah, around 2012, 2013. 
he was the real obnoxious prankster. One of the first original ones, right? As far as YouTube's this, concerned. This, this guy? I mean, these no. are skits, so they're not really pranks. No, the the prank guy you are just talking about. Or is this him that you're... Oh, no, I'm not talking about anyone. Dude, Like, there's like a thousand pranksters on YouTube. Oh, like, gotcha. I don't know. I, I can name it. I know the most popular guys who climbed the ladder for pranks were Roman Atwoods and Vitaly ZD. I remember those two guys. And, uh, uh, was a, a, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, it was a genre that I never, never really fell into, got into. I fell into that rabbit hole for like a whole year, and uh, I thought it was like so funny and cool and interesting. And then I realized, oh man, this shit is all fake. Just hiring <laughs> actors. To pretend to do all this shit. Oh yeah, what was another big one? Uh, uh he's like the Indian uh, brown one. Uh, Fuzzy Tube. Yeah, Fuzzy Tube. Yeah, here's mm. another big one. But yeah, uh, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, they're not hurting anybody, but it is, you know, a little, eh, when you find out it's fake. I guess it's the same feeling though when you find out your favorite musician didn't write their own songs. It's like, who really cares? They still sang it really good. So, <laughs> hmm. yeah, yeah, I guess I could see that comparison. You know uh, what I mean? It's like a, you think it's like all authentic. I was gonna and, say, and this was like written little... for my dead grandmother, and then you find out there's four writers on the track. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking it reminded me more of uh, pro wrestling. But I mean, even even pro wrestling, yeah, like yeah. you know, they you, you say know it's fake, I mean? but it's still a real performance. Yeah, I don't. You know what? I I, I completely agree with that. It, it's that I I consider that higher because they're enduring a lot more pain and suffering. Oh more. yeah, you can get fucked but, up. I mean, those guys are athletes. Let's be real. And yeah, these people are pranksters and YouTubers are. Uh, <laughs> sensa- they're sensationalists, is what they are. They're sensationalists. Listening. But uh, yeah, yeah, uh, those guys are those guys are fucking athletes. I've, have you ever seen a life uh, lifespan for a wrestler too? Most of them tap out from the steroids and drug usage by the time they're like 40, 50 half the time. Yeah, their body just can't sustain it anymore. No man, you're not supposed to do steroids and be an alcoholic and take massive amounts of drugs every fucking day. No, you're not supposed to do that for that shit will fuck you up after a decade. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of getting fucked it, up for it, a decade, <laughs> it's amazing um, Hulk Hogan's even still around. Honestly, like he's on, he's been on borrowed time for at least ten, fifteen years, man. Oh, you think so? Yeah, well, he was actually. Dude, I haven't dude, heard. Dude, I haven't dude, heard too he, much he grew about up during him since. the fucking golden age of wrestling, man. Like, can you imagine? Man, Hulk, Hogan, Hulk Hogan was doing preludes and cocaine back in his heydays, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> And he was a fucking rock star, man. He fucking, he is like 99% responsible between him and Andre the Giant of getting the WWF to the point it is now. You know, he was the Michael Jordan of that sport for a long time. <laughs> um, I, I haven't heard too much from or about Hulk Hogan for the last couple of years since uh, he had gotten I canceled. Think, I don't think he has a lot to say, man. I just think he's, yeah. he's happy and living on whatever small big island he's got i hope he's happy that's all and i hope he's not in pain <laughs> yeah i'll tell you one of my favorite wrestlers rowdy rowdy piper through and through rowdy, 
Roddy Piper. Oh, he was uh, They Live, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that uh, that quote comes from that movie. A lot of people think it comes from Duke Nukem. Oh, you I have come to chew bubblegum and kick ass, kick and ass. I all bubblegum. Yep. A lot of people think that's from Show up to load in at 6 a.m. some bumfuck town nowhere. And By the way, how how epic and right is that movie when he puts on the glasses? Oh, I that, that's in that's in the uh, intro, isn't it? I'm gonna put Not on the these intro. glasses. It's like um, it's isn't just that, a, isn't that, isn't that Roddy Piper when I hear a voice saying I'm gonna put on these glasses? Yes, yes, it is. It is for sure Roddy Piper, but he doesn't get the glasses until like right before halfway through the movie. Um, spins, and then he uh, has the. And then he has the most epic fight. Put on the glasses. Carl Weathers. <laughs> <laughs> Just put on try these glasses. On. Try them on. Start eating that trash can. Someone needs to do a sketch about that. Just uh, putting on a hat or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> the mask. <laughs> try you missed these, it, man. It's the mask. Or, or, Go or, try the mask. The, <laughs> or try these socks. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Either put on these pair of incredibly comfortable comfortable socks. It's got Iron Man and Captain America and Hulk. It's got everything. <laughs> Try them. They're super snug. <sighs> well, uh, we are over the three-hour mark, uh, which yes, I think is are. rad. That is our longest chat to date. Um... I'm at a point of feeling pretty good about the things that we covered. Uh, how are you feeling about it so far? Excellent, man. I wish we could do it uh, every day or every other day. Uh, <laughs> I, I, what, I, what I think we need to do, uh, honestly, though, like moving forward is uh, let's uh, set up at least one or two concrete topics that we can both research, especially on, yeah. uh, on the um, conspiracy side. Like, let's try to move away Fuck from yes. like Epstein and Weinstein and things that are, you know, have already been talked about a lot. Let's go into some other things. Like, I don't know. Like, I, when I think historically, I'm thinking the JFK assassination, just things like that. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm definitely down for it. And, um, yeah, um, like, let's, let's do a deep dive on, on something out of the norm. Cause I, I, I do, I do feel like we're, we're talking about a lot of good things that are topical, but, uh, um, right. We need to have something with our signature at some point, though. And I feel like a deep dive would adequately do that. Yeah, I, I am I am totally 100% down for that. Um, and if anybody is still listening after the uh, duration of this, thanks for hanging out this long. Uh, this is a really exciting and um, perspective uh, adventure uh, that I think that we're all looking down on and uh, one one last thing I was going to throw, and I, I was thinking about this as I was uh, smoking a cigarette after dinner. Um, there's a, a certain amount of um, apprehension or nervousness that I have um, about this show, and I I think it's something important to approach, and, and that nervousness comes from um, speaking for solely myself here. I've got viewpoints that differ from a lot of other people and um it's it's something that 
you know, causes causes anxiety because I don't want to see any friendships, you know, lost over the things that you know I oh, I feel that, about. And that's just like uh, saying uh, you're human and you care what people think about you. Yeah, but just don't, let it, same just don't point, let it defeat you though either. Though I'm I'm sorry, I keep going. I interrupted you. So I'm sorry. Oh no no no, no you're good. It's, it's no worries. Um, but I, I do think we're getting to a point where you know you have to you just have to get your voice out there and, you know, and if, if communication doesn't, um, bring us together to fight these lizard bastards, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what it is, you know? Yeah, man. Uh, you want to make an omelet. There's only one way. <laughs> want to make an omelet? Got to crack a few lizard skulls. <laughs> Pretty much, man. That's exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. You have to, man. It is. No, I mean, that, that, that's good, and that's very uh, sweet and honest of you to uh, even mention that because, you know, it's tough putting yourself out there because you don't know how people are going to receive it, and that's your biggest fear, what if they receive yeah. it the way you didn't intend. But I, I, I speak for you. I happily speak for you in saying I know you're a good person. I know you feel the same way about me. And Fuck yeah, man. We're, we're just going to try to take these subjects uh as insightful, as factual, add some humor and in, in to give it levity. But we're not we're not here to recruit people to a specific party. We're not here to draw lines and create, um, I don't know, I guess disorientation or you know what I mean, like cause havoc or anything like that. We're, we're just talking about things we find interesting. And hopefully someone else uh, tunes in, whoever's listening, and feels the exact same way. And we're gonna get better. Uh, we're gonna get better as we go on about uh, making it tighter. And we're also gonna oh, yeah. do some editing from time to time to make it that way. But ultimately, like in the end, I hope we just uh, fully upload everything we say, and that's about it. You know, unless it's like controversial or something that's gonna get us in trouble. Yeah, let's delete that. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I have information uh, that when, when, when the I say con- controversial, <laughs> I mean it in the worst way possible that you're not helping <laughs> yourself. Like, yeah, yeah, you should delete the segment where you, uh, I don't know, where Adrian said the N-word five times in three seconds. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought we were... I, like, I don't, I, don't know, I don't know why he would ever do that, and it would never happen. But you know what I'm saying? Like, shit like that, you know? Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you got to just... Uh, be wise and be, be better. Uh, sure. I don't think we'll, I don't think I don't think we'll have an issue with that, man. I I, I hear your nervousness, though. I mean, it's uh, you know, that's what it's like putting yourself out there, though, man. At least, yeah. at least hey, at least we only have to do it from uh, in terms of this platform. Uh, we're just doing it from a nice, comfortable, remote area. You know, it's not like mm. uh, doing stand up or. You know, what I mean, uh, trying to be a live well, performer. Well, so th- that's that's like a that. that's an interesting that's an interesting comparison because at the same degree, would it be easier to do in front of people that you don't know, that you don't have a connection to, that you know, there's no shared history? There could be friends. I would say there. it depends on the room and how yeah. you're feeling. To be honest, um, I, I I think honestly, when people uh, or artists, whether they're a musician or a comedian or whatever kind of entertainer, even a daredevil. I think it's. Uh, I think they're lying a little bit if they say they're not a little bit wild that this many people showed up to see them. 
whether it's a hundred or ten thousand or a hundred thousand, whatever it is, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's hard to perform. Like uh, that's where I, I. That's why I have a lot of love and sympathy for athletes. Like, bro, like if you're playing a basketball game, there's twenty five thousand people watching you take a shot. Playing a football game, there's a uh, hundred thousand. There's it, like seventy five, a hundred thousand people watching you run your route and hopefully you catch the fucking ball and win the game. Otherwise, if you drop it, a whole stadium goes, oh, my God, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Denouncing yeah. your name, it's, burning your yes. jerseys. <laughs> yes, it's a, it's a lot harder to fuck up with a live audience, man. So, yeah, I, I, I feel it both ways, man. Like, it's tough. And with something like this, yeah, the focus is on uh, the attention is going to be on you and me and what we say. But I, I just think our heart's in the right place. So, you know. Uh, it, we're just gonna do the right thing and see how see we're gonna put it out there, see what sticks. At some point, we'll see analytics and see who's actually listening to us. Like, what what would surprise you the most if you after we put this podcast out? What would surprise you the most, Adrian? Like in terms of the audience, because sometimes you can look up the analytics and see how old they uh, about how old they are or what age demographic they are. You can even see sometimes see uh, like whether they're male, female, what country they're from. What would surprise you the most? I think uh, I think seeing any sort of and I use this term uh, gingerly, I guess um, any major numbers coming from younger viewership. I think, and when I say younger, um, younger than us, probably like in the twenty-four and younger, twenty-four to like eighteen, I guess. Because. Mm-hmm. Um, in my brain, I feel like I would be surprised if we looked at our analytics and we had a majority female audience. That would surprise yeah. me. Hmm. Not because not because we're not worthy of a female audience, but because I would just be very surprised that there is a lot of women searching and then he stumbled upon us and then that's our main audience. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. And <laughs> overnight like, sensations. Like, like seriously, like could you imagine talking about all the things we were talking about and then our audience is like say sixty percent women? I I would have no complaints. I think that I would have no right. com- I would have no complaints. I would just be wowed by that though. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, it's definitely going to be interesting to see those numbers across the board. I've never mm-hmm. fucked around with anything like that before, so it'll be a trip. Um, yeah, we're learning to produce on the fly, folks. <laughs> Fuck well, it, man. we will fix it. We'll fix it in post. No, man. I, I, people, <laughs> in my opinion, people like to see the journey of you know getting better. So, and we're gonna get, we're gonna do our best for that too. I, I still need to start up a couple other social media accounts. Uh, I'm gonna start a Patreon for us too. If anyone, if anyone listening, if you ever want to donate, I don't have a link or a name yet or anything. It's probably gonna be called Behind the Schemes. But I don't, if anyone mm-hmm. wants to donate and help us get some better equipment, and you know, hopefully, uh, God willing, we get in the same room so we don't have to do it remotely. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be amazing. And, uh, thank yes. you, thank you, if you're listening and you uh, decide to do so. Otherwise, uh, yeah. I hope you uh, I hope you favorite, like, subscribe, however, however you're listening to us. Yeah, we're going to be on um, most, if not all, of the major social media platforms uh, by tonight or tomorrow. And um, 
Yeah, we'll uh, still get a couple things to figure out about how to get everything actually listed and hosted up to the various websites, but it's all coming together here very quickly. Coalesce uh, in my opinion, man, it's all in uh, OBS. It's all in OBS, but we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, buddy. Um, well, cool. Uh, it's been rad. I fucking love you. This shit's been really cool, and I can't express enough how just excited I am about what this fucking brings, dude. It's going to be really yeah, cool. Yeah, buddy. Uh-oh. 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 Uh-oh.